This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday. It is um, Wednesday. Hello. It is Friday. <laughs> oh, hang on. I got to shake that up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't take right. us back. Today is Friday, March 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia police say a dollar store manager shot and killed an attempted robbery suspect on Thursday night. It happened at 830 at the Dollar General located at 9th and Girard. According to Philadelphia police, the 36-year-old male suspect walked into the store announced a robbery and demanded the cashier to open the register. That's when the worker got the manager's attention, which ultimately led to the shooting. The suspect then brandished a makeshift weapon. It was uh, in the shape of a gun and covered in plastic, police say. The store manager, who has a license to carry, shot the suspect at least one time in the head. Police say he died at the scene. No other injuries were reported. Of all the potential establishments to rob, Uh, a dollar store? Anything with the name name dollar in it, the word dollar in the name. Yeah, and just probably a cash thing. Yeah, true. True. Police are still investigating. Lots of single dollar bills. Right. (laughs) Police are still investigating how many people were inside the store at the time of the shooting. The store manager is not expected to be charged. A similar incident happened earlier this week when a suspect tried to rob a man inside of a smoke shop. Police said the male suspect approached a 45 year old man who was standing by an ATM inside the store. Within seconds, the customer was able to get the gun away from the suspect before shooting him several times. The suspect died in the altercation. The victim was not injured. I, I think of that scene. I'm sorry, Case, interrupt. I know you wanted to say something, but uh, there's a scene uh, in the movie uh, Antoine Fisher, if you've ever seen that, where his friend goes it's a great in. Movie, yeah. He doesn't know he's going to rob the guy. Right, right, right. Store owner wasn't having it, man. Yeah. You know? Um, have you guys seen this footage on. Uh, it's, it showed up on my Twitter feed a bunch of times. This woman in a. Sexual uh, predator? Yeah, a sexual they, predator they, gets out. I mean, he. he he pulls his car over, he gets out of the car, he goes and attacks her, and dude, she essentially had a gun on a holster, and, yeah. and dude... At point-blank range, got him. Uh, listen, criminals, anybody, just watch out, man, people are, are carrying, and... Well, they're making the point, because mm-hmm. it's weird, that there was a story, and um, uh, I forget where I saw it, but you know that you know that 7-Eleven that's right, used to be right across from City Hall? You oh, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. It's, wait, it's not there anymore? No, it's closing down. It, it's constantly it getting, getting robbed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Across from City Hall. Yeah. Wow. A Camden County man is facing charges after prosecutors said his nephew suffered lethal exposure to fentanyl that caused the child to have a medical emergency aboard a school bus and die days later. According to prosecutors, 36-year-old Troy Noakes manufactured fentanyl at a home in Blackwood where he lived with his 12-year-old nephew. An investigation found that Noakes made the deadly drug the weekend before the child was found unresponsive and ordered him to clean paraphernalia that contained fentanyl. Authorities responded to Gloucester Township Elementary School on January 24th for report, reports of an unresponsive 12-year-old on the school bus, Jeez. police said. The school nurse performed life-saving measures until emergency responders arrived and took the child to Jefferson Hospital in Washington Township. The child later was brought to CHOP, where he died on March 1st. An autopsy done by the Philadelphia Medical Examiner's Office concluded that the fifth-grade victim died of drug intoxication, specifically fentanyl. About two months after the deadly incident, members of the United States Marshal Service uh, Regional uh, Fugitive Task Force arrested Noakes and Joe Anna Johnson, prosecutors announced Thursday. Noakes is facing several charges, including first-degree counts of aggravated manslaughter, six counts of third-degree endangering the welfare of a child, six counts of witness tampering. He also faces a host of drug-related offenses. And then Johnson, described by the Camden County Prosecutor's Office as a co-defendant, is charged with evidence tampering and hindering apprehension. Mm-hmm. 
a skunk aimlessly roaming around the front yard of a Willow Grove, Montgomery County, uh, in Montgomery County, caught neighbors by surprise as it was stuck with a jar on its head. Oh, I know, no. the poor thing. A resident said that the skunk was just in her backyard. Then minutes later, she noticed that it was doing donuts in her neighbor's yard and then down the driveway and then back onto her property. She watched the skunk try to free itself from the peanut butter jar. That's what I get to do. <laughs> she documented the uh, oh, encounter no. on camera as Upper Moreland police showed up to help the animal. Minutes later, the skunk was free. Uh, they said the skunk was fine and ran off after he was freed from the peanut butter jar. Okay, now, did those guys get sprayed by this skunk? That's I don't what think I'm curious about. The police I mean, officers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because, I mean, that's that's their defense mechanism, and you know, skunks can, they can be rabid and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. have to be careful, but I would be like... Yeah, what do you do? It'd be like, you draw yeah. the short straw if you're the you're, one to go in and do that. Who's going to get out. sprayed, man? <laughs> it's like, who's going to get that thing off the cobra's head? I agree. Yeah, yeah, but you send in the rookie cop for this. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, so we're looking at video. They uh, they threw a blanket on top of them, and okay. they were able to, to oh. use a, uh, a device <laughs> oh my God. to reach down and grab it. <laughs> okay. it it's like they one, of like one of those grab- uh, yeah, 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 one of those uh, senior citizen grabber things. <laughs> uh, uh, they, and they got the the, the <clears throat> lid off. That's cute. Well done. Oh man, nice. <laughs> By the way, I have one of those to get uh, all of the socks that fall behind the washer and dryer. <laughs> oh oh my yeah, God, yeah. That's nice. So smart, right? That's a good idea. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I Jace had one as a kid, and it. Broke and I was like, you know what? I'm going to order another one because there's socks down there I need to get. Uh, so yeah, so the skunk. They said the skunk ran off and, and was fine after good, the whole thing. Good. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers beat the Blues 5-2 last night in St. Louis. Travis Konechny scored twice, and Hayden Hodgson had a goal and an assist in his first game in the NHL. The Flyers ended a 13-game winless streak on the road, winning away from home for the first time since December 29th in Seattle. The Flyers continue their road trip with a game in Denver tonight against the Colorado Avalanche. The puck will drop at 9 o'clock, and the game will be broadcast here on WMMR. At the NCAA tournament, the number two seeded Villanova Wildcats beat the Michigan Wolverines 63-55 to last night in San Antonio. The Wildcats are advancing back to the Elite Eight for the first time since winning the title in 2018. Jermaine Samuels led... All scores with 22 points on 8 of 13 shooting and converted all five of his free throw attempts. Nova will play Houston tomorrow night with a chance to advance to the final four. The Cougars upset the number one seed Arizona winning 72 to 60 last night. Tip off tomorrow night will be at 6 o'clock. The Sixers continue their road trip with another game in Los Angeles. This time they'll face the Clippers who are in eighth place in the Western Conference with a record of 36 and 38. The Sixers are tied in third place in the East a game and a half behind the Miami Heat for first. Tip off in LA is at 10:30, and in soccer, at last night's World Cup qualifier in Mexico City, the Americans tied the Mexicans at nil. The U.S. national team picked up an important point, taking a significant step towards World Cup qualifications in a scoreless draw. Even though they didn't win, the Americans are in a better position to qualify for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, in other matchups, I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but our dark horse Fleetwood Mac yeah. beat the. 
Grateful oh, Dead oh yesterday <laughs> and MM Arch Madness. I can't believe it. I have not I... spoken to Pierre Robert <laughs> yet, uh, but I heard that he used a colorful uh, metaphor when he spoke to Sarah and Jackson, and they let him know that his uh, precious Grateful Dead were beaten by Fleetwood Mac, which was a bizarre choice by Stephen. I was yeah. a random choice. Sure, yeah. And I got a good feeling about this band in MM Arch Madness, believe it or not. I, I love Fleetwood Mac. I it's do a too. perfect choice. I, and, uh, I do too. When I saw it pop up in the text chain, I'm like, you gotta be kidding! <laughs> uh, I was in my car with my daughter uh, when they were doing the matchup and we were listening to it and I you know, I was telling her about how we got Fleetwood Mac and she's like, I've never even heard of that band. Oh, wow. really? And I go, oh really? I go, maybe you have. I go, let's listen and, and Go Your Own Way comes on. I go, do you know this song? She goes, yeah, I know this song. I go, well, and you know, you know Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? right. So it was awesome. I was, I was perfect in my bracket yesterday. I had a good wow. day yesterday and I have Fleetwood Mac going to the Elite Eight. So we'll see how they okay. do, but it was it was fun to listen to yesterday. I think Pierre, I think he just accepted it. He's, uh, he's okay. in the acceptance states. <laughs> right, right. Of, for this brief. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what with the Super Bowl this past year. Like, Fleetwood Mac, Grateful Dead, I didn't really care. I mean... I like it. I know what you mean. More, but yeah. like, I was to be a honest, whoever. Listen, when we were listening to the the battle back and forth, there's some great dead songs being played. I'm not a huge dead. I'm not. I don't go deep into the dead, but no. I, I love the hits. I yes. do love the hits, yeah, and good that's stuff. what they were playing. And I'm like, all right, yeah. this is gonna. I I could see this going either way. But nonetheless, it moves forward. MM March Madness. We'll get to that later on this morning. It's brought to you by Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City, and we'll break down the other. Uh, wins and losses from yesterday and tell you what's coming up as well. Uh, besides all of that, it is No Sad Bro Friday. I would actually, well, you know what? Hang on, I'll hold on. One thing I'm going to do here real quick. Uh, we give away our Word of the Week prize. We have uh, tickets for both Roger Waters concerts in August uh, for you to win. That's at the end of the show. Just want to make sure that you don't miss that. And as far as guests go, uh, we'll take the good, we'll take the bad. We'll take them both and then we'll have... Lisa Welchel. Yes. <laughs> well done. Blair, thank nice you very much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, she's uh, got the series Collector's Call, so now, we'll talk to her. It's quite possible I'm literally the only one watching the show, but I love this show. It's, well, it's been on for a little while. Last yeah. time we had her on, we talked about it. So they had it, They had it, and then obviously they adapted to everything. She was doing the show remotely during the height of everything. Uh, but it's it's great if you're a person who loves to see other people's collections of things. Yeah, I and do. I am. Yeah. It's a great show. All right, so we'll talk to her. And uh, I would like to. Oh, I'm hoping that we get a chance to get to the connoisseur because yesterday someone sent me a list. It's from uh, Mashed, and it is the great the 22 greatest desserts in America. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And one of them you can get here. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want you to think about that for a little bit. Right. And it's actually the first one on their list, which is ranked. I don't know if they ranked it, but it's the, it's labeled number one. So well, You don't end up there by accident. Quite curious. So we, we may get to that hopefully today. Uh, but in the meantime, speaking of food, let's add some drink to that. I have a case of Troganator Double Bock to give Bach. away. Uh, it's called yeah. number 15 <laughs> at... Kind of a reach. <laughs> At 215-263-WMMR, the Troganator Double Bock yeah. is a beer for people who love beer layered with notes of smooth caramel stone fruit fresh toasted grains. It's Troganator Double Bock. Yeah. Uh, you can enjoy the Troganator at Choice Deli located at 1642 South Street in Philly. And once again, it's Troganator Double Bock. Yeah. All right. So with that, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. <laughs> The Entertainment Report and the Stupid Question Await You. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear... 
you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to give away a $150 Fogo to Show gift card for the correct answer to this. I love this. Never heard of this before. Uh, there is a city that is called Hot Coffee. And in what U.S. state will you find that? There's mm. actually a city named Hot Coffee. 215-263-WMMR. What state will you find hot coffee? Let's see if you know the answer to that. Today is Friday, March 25th, and we'll start with a big birthday to get through uh, some time while we wait for your answer. Um, it is Elton John's 75th birthday today. Big yes. 75 for Elton. 75 years old. Yep. That must be where they were showing uh, Rocket Man. Ah. Yeah, all probably. over the place. You're probably right about this that. song is so good. I think, and I've said this before... I think this is my yeah. my all-time favorite song. It's so oh. unique. There's yeah. so much Elton John that I adore, yeah. but it has such a unique... And not only that, it conjures up loads of wonderful memories. Me too. Yeah. Steve, I, I think of back when I was a little kid and hearing this on the radio, it's something about that that crowd noise yeah. in the background and, and the, uh, uh, the, the slapback effect that they use on so it. <laughs> it's just something about it is really, really special to me. And I put this as one of my absolute all-time favorite songs of any music at all. But his, his catalog is just gigantic. And I was, I was a major Elton Prophet. Like, I, I oh. deep dives and, you know, one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen in my life. Him with just a percussionist. I've mentioned this many times before uh, in, in Manhattan at a venue. About four-hour show. It was amazing. And I had, I had a special. I got to see a special performance, too. This was in a hotel. Ah. And it was Elton, and there was only about maybe 80 of us there. And uh, oh, amazing. It was, it was for A&M Records, and I was wow. a music director at the time, and I was invited to it. It was him. He had a piano and an electric piano, and that's it. And uh, he did, and and uh, Rosie O'Donnell was sitting like <laughs> oh, <no way>. two <laughs> seats down, one row in front of us, uh, and it was amazing. One of my all-time favorite shows was Elton John and Billy Joel. It was yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a great show. Yep, I got to meet him at a tennis tournament a few years ago when I was I was working for Pierre, and uh, I got a photo with him uh, that uh. Pierre took with his camera, and uh, never got that photo from <laughs> oh, Pierre. No, no. Yeah, Pierre took it. It was on his camera. It's on a train somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's it's b- buried somewhere in that house. Um, I got to meet him as well, and I got a picture with him, Did but I, I do have that That's picture. Good. That's he was good. Wearing, he was wearing a red leather outfit, or it might have been even vinyl. It was, like, shiny. <laughs> and I asked him, I go, where does one get an outfit like that? He goes, oh, you can get it at any, uh, you know, kitchen store. So, like, he was making a joke. <laughs> he was just, just a pleasant man. Mm-hmm. It was great. So, it was happy 75th to the great Elton John today. Uh, it's also the great Paul Michael Glazer. Oh, my God. From Starsky and Hutch. Detective Dave Starsky, and uh, he's directed a lot of stuff. A ton of stuff. He, in fact, he directed a number of the, um, I think, the first season of Miami Vice. He directed a lot of those episodes. He's, wow. And has done a ton of stuff. He's yep. also done a lot of stuff for um, uh, addiction issues and things of that nature. Okay. He's done a lot of charity work. 79 years old today. It is also Sarah Jessica Parker's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. The Lost Space 
races on the track. Uh, and just like that is uh, very successful because they've signed it on for a second season. We kid, but there are uh, there are times when um, she can look uh, quite oh beautiful, yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, she's uh, fifty seven. You know, and she they acknowledge that whole thing in uh, the Ed Wood movie. Yeah, where one of the critics this review talks. says, "I have a face like a horse." <laughs> yeah, and uh, so goes, I guess she gets it. That's she, funny. she must get it. Uh, Gloria Steinem, the feminist activist, founder of Ms. Magazine, is 88 today. Uh, Lark Voorhees, who played Lisa Turtle on Saved by the Bell. Do you know the story with uh, her on, on that show? Like, the guys all wanted, they got some, lo- some lovely young ladies on that show, but Lisa was the one they all yeah. wanted to. No kid. In yeah. real life? In real life. Yeah, yeah. she was hot, man. Um, she's going to... Uh, uh, she had uh, some mental issues, right? Is, all right, but like facially, I, she it, looks okay. She's fine. Does she look okay? She's had she's gone through some tumult, but yeah, I think she's right. coming out of it. She was in this video for Boys uh, to Men. Boys to Men. Ben <laughs> Uh, she celebrates her 48th birthday today. Uh, Bonnie Badia, Badilla uh, from uh, the Die Hard movie. She played Holly, the wife. Yes. Um, and then uh, some other stuff. I would have thought her. she would have gotten a little bit more out of that. She was a sweetheart of uh, the late 60s and early 70s. I had mentioned that movie. You talked about those marathon dances they used to have in the 20s. Yeah. The grueling ones. And I mentioned a movie called They Shoot Horses, Don't They? She's right. one of the stars of that movie. Oh, okay. She turns uh, 74 oh. years old today. She's in uh, Presumed Innocent, which I think is an underrated movie with Harrison Ford, and uh, she's his wife in that movie. Uh, my, my wife. wife. <laughs> my wife. I uh, love her. She is, I just, she, that's, she's your that's, type. Yeah. That's my type of MILF right there, man. Yeah. All right, Gene Shallot. That's my type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mustache. Oh, yeah. I want to uh, mess that mustache up so bad. Free mustache rides. <laughs> uh, he is 96 years wow. old today. He oh, was, uh, uh, yeah, he was a big animal advocate, too. Yeah. Uh, Back out of <laughs> That's his doorbell. <laughs> uh, Richard O'Brien, actor and writer. He wrote Rocky Horror Picture Show and starred in Rocky Horror Picture Show as Riff Raff. A lot of people don't know he's the guy who created it. He, that is correct. Yeah, he wrote and uh, played the, that part. He is 80 years old today. Uh, Marsha Cross, remember from Desperate yes. Housewives. And Melrose. That is That's correct. Right. We yeah. talk about it every year because it's one of the great moments in pop culture history. Sure Kathy is. in the bathroom. She takes her wig off, wig off, and she's got this massive scar from this thing that she's had happen, and it was like, oh, my God! Right? <laughs> so she is uh, 60 years old today. Uh, James McDaniel, uh, NYPD Blues Lieutenant Fancy. Uh, he's also been in uh, Malcolm X, among other films. He is uh, 64 today. Uh, Danica Patrick, uh, the race car driver. And... Big birthday for her today. She is 40 years old. She's tiny, right? She's an itty-bitty yeah. thing. We've seen her a couple times at the uh, uh, NASCAR golf outing uh, that takes place. Yeah, for, the Drive for Autism. For Drive for Autism uh, at DuPont Country Club. And, uh, yeah, she's a little bitty thing. Uh, and she was uh, very much sought after. She was protected by yeah. her oh, people. She? We got her oh, out yeah. on the course where she was unprotected. No, you tackled her. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but you know she was. Uh, she was cool to uh, you know. She took a picture with our force, which was nice. There you go. I, that, I, I didn't play that oh, you, time. Uh, no, I saw her go by, and she kind of had her handlers with her, and they were rushing her along. So she doesn't Art- race anymore, right? No, 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 she doesn't. But uh, Artie Kempner, who you know, he's the one who heads that whole thing, and, yes. and he he knows everybody in the. In the sports world because he's, he's just an amazing producer for Fox Sports. He will 
because he knows, you know, what a huge name these people are. And, and he will drive them around on golf carts from time to time. I think he kind of have to and, at that and, level, right? Yeah, and he'll, t- he'll take them, like, certain foursomes and stuff like that. Because he did that with, like, Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon came over and talked to us for a while. Jeff Gordon had had a couple of cocktails by the time he came <laughs> over to talk to us. He was a really I'm nice Flash Gordon. He was a really nice guy. <laughs> hey, is she, was she any good? Yeah. Oh, as a driver? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. you know what? Yeah, so she was Indy first. And yep. then she made the switch from Indy to NASCAR. Uh, so happy for you to Danica Patrick. Uh, Lee Pace, uh, who has solidified his place in the uh, MCU. He played Ronin in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, really good. Okay. Yeah, so he was the main nemesis in that. And then he pops up in... Where did we see him again? Just recently. Oh, Marvel? No, no, no. no. In uh, um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. he was in that as well. Uh, but uh, he's been in a bunch of other things like the Hobbit films and Lincoln. He's a great actor. He's 43 today. And the last birthday I have on my list is the very lovely Jenny Slate. Oh. Uh, who is, uh, she's done some stuff with SNL, uh, Bored to Death. Um, Long time Chris Evans squeeze. Yes, yeah. in fact, they were in a movie together called Gifted, it's very which nice, I yeah. saw not that long ago. It's a great movie. And the girl in Gifted, is that the same girl who plays young uh, Carol Danvers? Or Deep? Who's Carol Danvers? Uh, you know, Carol Devers, Devers, <laughs> what's that? What? Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, uh... Might be, Case. I think she might be. She's been in a few other things. She was in yeah. Designated Survivor. She was in A Handmaid's Tale. Yes, you're, thinking, you're thinking of Michael Madsen. No, I am not. No, no. So when McKenna Carol uh, yeah. Devers or whatever, when she's ri- driving uh, the... Go-karts. The go-karts. Yeah. That's yeah. her. You're right. Okay. Uh, so, happy birthday to all. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. The city known as Hot Coffee is located... <laughs> not thinking, Hot Carl. I know. <laughs> hot Coffee is located... What in happens Rome? here? You state 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Aaron. Good morning, Aaron. Hi. Happy Friday. Happy Yay. Friday. No sad, bro. Aaron, where will you find hot coffee? Mississippi. You got it. <laughs> Mississippi. Hang on, Aaron. We are going to give you... $150 Fogo to Show gift card, and you can try the new favorites like Fire Rose Picana or Richly Marbled Ribeye as part of the full Churrasco experience, and you can pair them with Fogo's extensive collection of South American wines. Make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo today. All right, I got a lot of stuff to get to and not a whole lot of time. We're going to start with this. Dave Coulier revealed on Instagram yesterday that he is now two years sober, and apparently he was a full-blown alcoholic. I was looking at pictures of him all beat up and cut up. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he shared a photo of himself with a bloody face and wrote, when I drank, I was the life of the party. I could make people laugh until they fell down, and in this picture, I was the one who fell down. He said, uh, not because I was playing hockey or doing the things I love, like chopping wood or doing construction, golfing, fishing, or flying airplanes, I was hammered and fell going up some stairs made of stone. Yeah. Oh, and man. so you can see he's yeah. got he's got marks all over his forehead and nose and cheek so he bit it pretty big uh, big time. Uh, the 62-year-old comedian says that uh, although he loved alcohol, he said it didn't love me back and he hasn't drank since January 1st, 2020. So I I love that day, January 1st. He's like, yeah. you know, I'm new year, it. new me, I'm doing it and he's held on and he's 2 years in, but he yeah, he was he was having a real problem. It's kind of the the last guy you think yes. would be that because he was I, always perpetually upbeat and positive. But yep, you, you never know. You never know. Yeah, uh, former heavyweight Mike Tyson almost put them paws on a man who pulled a gun on him. Oh. TMZ reports the champ took a night off to attend a comedy show at the rooftop bar at a in Hollywood somewhere in Hollywood on Tuesday. 
And there's video of it. Yeah. Uh, Tyson sits calmly at the table with friends before a man rudely disrupts a comedian's set. And then things go left when the man begins approaching Tyson and he's saying, I'm trying to upgrade my status. All I need is you. All I need is you. So he's kind of confronting Tyson about this. Uh, The man had challenged Tyson to a fight, uh, but Mike would not engage. And afterwards, patrons in the crown began instructing the man to leave, which resulted in him Pulling a gun out from his waist. What? Uh, the, the video then cuts. Okay, so everybody like drops to the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. The person with the camera hits the ground, and people start, you know, uh, pulling away. Uh, and then it cuts to a few moments later on. The man approaches Tyson's table again, asking him not to call the police. Instead of giving the man grief uh, for scaring the small crowd. Uh, Tyson comes in and gives him a hug mm. and kind of calms it all down. He diffuses it, yeah, and then yeah. everyone starts to react. Yep. So according to TMZ, the man threatened to shoot the show host, but he never fired his weapon. The outlet also shared the video on Instagram where commentators uh, commended the boxing champ for keeping his composure oh. during that incident. Yeah, wow. so that could have gone south real quick. And uh, Now, I don't have any word on the guy, and if police were called, and I mean, if they arrested you'd have, him. You'd have to do something. Right? Yeah. yeah. At least try to find out who the hell How he does he was. get into a club like that with a gun on yeah, him? Yeah, right? Good question. So, But uh, Mike kept his cool. Carol Baskin appeared on TikTok Wednesday mm-hmm. to make sure that everyone knows she didn't have anything to do with the death of her ex-husband, Don Lewis. Oh, right. <laughs> In the clip, uh, the Tiger King star danced to the tune of Brooklyn Charles's Savage Tiger King edition. I don't know what I want to hear that. And oh, my God. Mouthed, Are you serious? And mouthed the words, no, I didn't, as the lyrics. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Carol Baskin. Yeah. Killed her husband, whacked him. Oh, so that did. convince me that 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 didn't happen. And then she, so she's mouthing the words, no, I didn't. Yeah. What's happening? This is Carol Baskin. Uh, The Big Cat Rescue CEO shared (laughs) in the November 2021 Reddit AMA. Uh, that she thinks her ex-husband died in a plane crash. So she's <laughs> Was there a plane? You know what? Wait. I think he died in a plane crash. Was he on a plane? Yeah, I don't is there know. a plane uh, missing? I think yeah. he died. Remember, there was a story of him. Yeah. He supposedly went to South America. Right, and I had, think. like, relationships with women over there, maybe. I I'd have to go back and relive that whole thing again. Uh, you yeah. really should. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. Uh, the shoes shown in a six-second clip... That Kylie Jenner shared of her closet Thursday okay. appeared to be worth more than some people make in an entire year. Uh, apparently, they are uh, worth around $40,000. $40,000 pair of shoes. Wait, one pair? Yeah. The 24-year-old beauty mogul showed off at least 40 pairs of pricey shoes in her Instagram story. Each has, No, I'm sorry, Kathy. Each estimated to be around $1,000. Oh, okay. So, the outlet reports that the collection, which includes designer labels... Uh, such as Christian Louboutin, uh, Valentino, Tom McCann, Dolce & Cabana. I mean, why is anybody even surprised about this? She's a freaking billionaire. Of course she's going to have it. Like a billion. Yeah, yeah, but she posted the picture, so you yeah. have to quickly like put an estimate on it. But when you when you look at yeah. something like that, like shoes, yeah. and then you start to go, my God, that's $40,000. Yeah. Yeah. They're just shoes. So, I quick mean, question. Yeah. What are the, what are now, what are the, the most expensive shoes? I mean, you've gone to Louboutins and Jimmy Choo, and who makes the most expensive standard high-level shoe like this, Kathy? I don't know. I couldn't answer that. I don't know what the most expensive one was, but I was looking uh, last night at uh, a girl walked by with those sneakers on, the um, Golden Goose sneakers. 
Uh, is that what mm, they're I don't know what those are. The ones that look like they're dirty, but oh, they're and they're yeah. like so I, I so, so we were looking at them and the ones she had on went for like almost six hundred dollars. Oh. Only because we looked it up because I was Jesus. interested in it. And yeah, it has like a star on it. Hers had glitter on the back, and they come and they look like they're worn and dirty. They're distressed, they're really, as they right? say. Yeah. And they were six hundred dollars. What she was that's wearing. absurd. I, it really is absurd. I know. I mean, like, you can get Nikes. For sixty grand, you know, okay, like, is that secondary or is that the well, actual retail price? It was a list, Casey, when googling most expensive like standard shoes, and and so there are like normal companies like Nike and uh, Castoni, and yeah, like that are in the tens, of, uh, you know, Hermes, like high end brands, but still thirty grand for uh, a pair of Testoni men's dress shoes. You know, what I mean, like. You can spend that amount of money on any of these types of things. This notion of the, the, the Preston, we are seeing the advent of the derelict collection. Oh yeah, from, from Zoolander, Zoolander? Yeah. most definitely, man. What? We're it, in Hawaii, and there was a uh, there was a fashion shop that was nearby, and I'm kid you not, Steve, it was stuff, that stuff? out of the derelict oh, collection. It was like it was like almost. A sleeping bag jacket. It was bizarre. Come on. So because we looked up these sneakers, these sneakers, I was. Um, I then started reading about the brand, and I mean, it's just it was two like Italian designers that came together, and and at first it wasn't this. Like people liked it, and they were buying it, and then it just blew up, and now they're you know going for six hundred bucks. Crazy. You know they were they were drunk, and they said, "Let's do this. Let's make it look this dirty." This would be hilarious. People and people will pay for it. It's a big practical I, joke. Anyway, uh, speaking of fashion. Uh, Andy Taylor-Joy revealed in a recent video for British Vogue that she nearly fell at the 2018 Met Gala after getting caught up in Haley Steinfeld's white preble gurning gown. A gurning gown? Gurung. Gurung. Preble gurung gown. What are you wearing? It's a gurning gown. Watch. For those who don't know, gurning is when people take their teeth out and make that weird face where their lower lip comes up above their of their top lip. Uh, and you pay for that? Bitter beer face. For my yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to have the proper clothes on when you start gurning. I don't uh, know how everyone doesn't fall in those outfits, but they can barely move, walk. They're heavy. Their knees, they're... Like they're, they're, their knees are sewn together almost sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. 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 So the Queen's Gambit actress said that she would have toppled straight down the stairs if Jimmy Fallon hadn't grabbed her and ripped her to safety. Uh, Steinfeld responded to the story on Twitter Thursday, writing... Not me being the possible cause of sending Anya Taylor-Joy down that colossal staircase. Thank God for Jimmy Fallon, and honestly, uh, thank God for you, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. I can't wait to properly meet, she said. <laughs> we have, and she was a joy. Oh, my God, she was a joy. Yeah. She was a sweetheart. Uh, Nicholas Cage disagrees with his uncle, Francis Ford Coppola, when it comes to Marvel movies. Yes. Speaking to GQ magazine, Cage defended superhero movies against viral criticisms made by top filmmakers such as Coppola and Martin Scorsese. Uh, Coppola made headlines in 2019 when he was quoted calling Marvel movies despicable. We talked about this yesterday. Yes. Ends up he does like Deadpool. He loves Deadpool. Okay, but nonetheless, talking about that... Uh, Coppola later clarified that he wasn't talking about Marvel movies specifically, saying it's despicable how the film industry now values co- commerce over art. So that, he's saying that essentially uh, uh, the, it, it's hurting fi- the, some of the film industry, some of the other types of films. So Cage uh, asked GQ about Scorsese and Coppola bashing Marvel Comics, saying, yeah, why do they do that? He said, I don't understand the conflict. I don't agree with them on that perception or opinion. 
At the crux of Scorsese and Coppola's criticism is that Marvel movies and comic book films have reshaped exhibition so that only one type of movie now gets produced and distributed at a theatrical level. As Coppola himself explained in an interview earlier this year, there used to be uh, studio films. Now there are Marvel pictures. And what is a Marvel picture? A Marvel picture is one prototype movie that is made over and over and over and over and over again to look different. He said, I think that the movies... Uh, or uh, score, uh, uh, Coppola said, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting all these names mixed up. Nicholas Cage said, I think that the movies that I make, like Pig or Joe, are not in any kind of conflict with Marvel movies. No. He said, I mean, I don't think the Marvel movie had anything to do with the end of the tweener. And by tweener, I mean the 30 to 50 million budget movie. I think movies are in good shape. If you look at Power of the Dog. Or if you look at Spencer or any of Megan Ellison's movies, I think that there's still Paul Thomas Anderson. And uh, Cage added, Marvel has done a really excellent job of entertaining the whole family. They put a lot of thought into it. I mean, it's definitely had a big progression from when I was doing the first two Ghost Rider movies. Kevin Feige or whoever is behind the machine has found a masterful way of weaving the stories together and interconnecting all the characters. He's a big superhero fan himself. Yeah. He's, he was about to or was... On track to play Superman in a movie. Well, he named uh, his son Cal. Yeah, and Kevin Smith was, you know, attached to that at some point. Uh, but uh, yes, and I like the Ghost Rider movies he did. They were fun. They're junk food movies. But yeah, that's uh, you're right. He is all in on that. He said, "What could be wrong with wholesome entertainment that is appealing to the parents and children and gives people something to look forward to?" I just don't see what the issue is. If you want to see a good movie, a quirky movie, that movie Pig is is really good. Is it really good? Yeah. Okay. It's him and his relationship with a truffle pig. Uh, films starring Keanu Reeves have reportedly been pulled from several Chinese streaming platforms after he showed support for Tibet, a politically sensitive region with a history of resistance to China's central government. In January, the Hollywood actor incurred the wrath of Chinese social media users when they learned that he would be participating in a virtual benefit concert for Tibet on March 3rd. And on March 14th, the actor's films were removed from major platforms. However, it remains unclear if this was due to a state-issued censorship directive or if the platforms took action independently. Among the films affected were some of his biggest hits like Speed, The Matrix Trilogy, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and so on. Uh, when insiders uh, searched the actor's name in Chinese, no results were returned. Oh, God. Uh, the actor, how chilling is that? I mean... It, He's the latest foreign celebrity to tread on China's uh, toes for showing support to for Tibet. Lady Gaga has been banned from performing in the country since 2016 after she held a 19-minute meeting with the Dalai Lama. Uh, and actor Richard Gere's films are also reportedly banned in China due to his close ties with the Dalai Lama as well. Somebody said something uh, fairly innocuous just about the existence of Taiwan, which is the Republic of, Ch- of China, not the People's Republic of oh, China. Oh, yeah, I, I think it was John that. Cena. Was it John Cena? It was John yeah. Cena. So, and then, yes. And so he... It, it, acknowledging oh, no. that this place existed. Right. Like, it's legit. It's, yeah. it's it's a fact. And he had to do a... He did, I guess, Disney or somebody just put put, put it on. You you have to apologize or we're going to lose that market. Right. So he happens to speak the language. Right. And it was one of the most uh, bizarre, weird things I've ever seen. But yeah. there are billions of dollars at stake, so... It's right. like, a, like a billion. Right. It is like a billion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here it is. He that's, called, that's Mandarin. He called Taiwan a country... And therefore, he had to go and apologize to the entire rest of China. And okay. the people in Taiwan are like, what the hell? <laughs> we are, <laughs> we are a country. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What else I have here for you? Producers announced Thursday that Encanto cast members, Adasa, Stephanie Beatriz, uh, Marto Castillo, 
uh, Carolina Gaetan and Diane Guerrero, along with Becky G and Luis Fonsi, will perform We Don't Talk About Bruno uh, on the Oscars. And that weekend. was the big hit for the movie, right? It, it became a, uh, I think it was a number, number one, one a, yeah. a song in the country. So, yeah. <clears throat> this will be the first live performance of the song written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's, of course, nominated for Best Original Song for Dos Oragutas. It means two oragutas. <laughs> no, it means uh, two caterpillars, oh, actually. Oh, that's uh, what he said. That's exactly <laughs> that's what he said. He's, he's not wrong. Oraguitas. Uh, I believe you're correct, yeah. Uh, and that's also from Encanto. So. There's a TikTok trend where parents play that song for their kids and get the kids' reaction, and it's like, Every one of them, it's not like over the top. Their eyes just light up, and they like Aww. get so excited to hear it. It's a beautiful song. That. That's uh, the way we get at Pornhub, right, Chris? Yes, yes. yes. Oh my god! Just slowly, oh, your oh eyes get. Yo, ever heard of Jacknet? Not, yeah, I have, but not right now, please. You guys ruin a lot of things. You know that, right? Uh, okay. We I didn't do. do anything. We're like a dark cloud. Uh, you smiled, <clears throat> Preston. Yes. So, uh, two more quick things. <laughs> Love is Blind has been renewed for two more seasons. My, my wife uh, watches My girlfriend's show. into it. Uh-huh. It's, like, they're addicted to it. And it's... there's, like, a whole bunch of different variations Wait, on what it. what is this? Uh, it's where they... Okay, so these, these two <laughs> people, they, uh, there are several couples. They meet each other. They spend a certain amount of time not seeing each other face-to-face. They just hear each other's voices or essentially... <laughs> You know, they're they're like in a confessional sort right. of, mm-hmm. uh, but these two rooms where you can't see each other and you spend all this time together, and then, then you get married. No. Oh. Right. Is there the one yes. that they get yeah. married, right, Nick? Well, so essentially, like their their love is based on the fact that it's not a physical presence that you you fall in love with right. how somebody looks or whatever. And what they do a really good job of on this show, believe it or not, is actually building these characters. And there are villains, and there are heroes, and there are people that you think that you hate at the get go. They always manipulate. Yeah, it's very manipulated, but but I mean, it's well done and it's well produced. But it, but it goes to marriage very quickly. It does, and yeah. so then they they do bachelor style stuff where they go and meet the families of the contestants, and, and uh, yep. you know it's a typical type of reality love it's show. Like, what would it be like dating if you're blind? So any handicap, I can't walk. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's uh, let's do a show based on that. No, but it's uh, so you don't you base your opinion on a superficial on their, thing on their right. uh, yeah. physical sense. Yeah. So TV Line has confirmed that uh, the Netflix show hosted by Nick and Vanessa Lachey will continue to stream through season five. Despite the, the uh, you, we don't want you to rely on superficial cues. I mean, we're watching the promotional trailer here. Everyone is pretty hot. Yeah, they are pretty The high. guys, you know, look like yep. models as well. Mm-hmm. All right, and then one last thing. Only Murders in the Building may have revealed its season two premiere date in a mysterious Twitter post. Mm. An image shared by the show's accounts shows the elevator inside of the Arconia with the buttons two, six, and eight lit up. Did you finish the series? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I've, I've, uh, in fact, I should probably go back to the beginning because I think we watched first three episodes, but it was months ago, it, so I need to redo it. It ends with a... Ooh. With that cliffhanger yeah, type yeah, thing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, there was another thing that I saw on, on Twitter yesterday. Not, uh, I'm sorry, are you done with the story press? No, I'm not. Okay, so uh, they most likely suspect that it will be Tuesday, June 28th. Uh, since the for, uh, new episodes of season uh, one dropped every Tuesday oh, cool. on Hulu, so that might right. be it. Okay, sure. now I am done. Jeff. I apologize, but uh, so DC put something out on Twitter that you you click on this link and you end up playing a game that there's something to be revealed, and it's it's in it's conjunction with something. Well, it's in conjunction with the Batman, and I don't so I don't know if the end. I know, but yeah. there is a uh, a deleted scene with. The Joker. The Joker, yeah. Um, so I wasn't sure if... 
So you, you, you click on this link and then you play this riddle game and you have to answer these questions huh. and I can't get, I can't figure out the third freaking question. Call Craig O'Gons. I, well, yeah. I don't know. No. It's not like, um. <laughs> oh, it's an actual riddle riddle. It's an actual riddle riddle. riddle. You want to figure it out, right? And I want to figure you it out. I want someone to tell you. I'm or like, you can just, they have that ex- extended, um, Joker clip. Yeah. You can find it anywhere. Well, it. so I, w- but I'm not sure if that's what the prize is at the end of the, oh, uh, the right. riddle or not. But I did end up watching that clip, which is pretty cool. All right. Well, keep us posted. Yeah. yeah. We have new movies opening this weekend. So we got to go through those right now, my friend. mention the lost city is one it's a comedy adventure it stars sandra bullock channing tatum and daniel radcliffe uh reclusive author loretta sage writes about exotic places in her popular adventure novels that feature a handsome cover model named alan and while on tour promoting her new book with alan loretta gets kidnapped by an eccentric billionaire who hopes that she can lead him to an ancient city's lost treasure from her latest story uh, determined to prove that he can be a hero in real life and not just on the pages of her books, Alan sets off to rescue her. Uh, it's an hour and 52 minutes long, rated PG-13, wide release today. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 76%. That is solid. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Our comedy, yeah. And then one last one is Infinite Storm. It is an adventure mystery. It stars Naomi Watts, Billy Howell, Dennis O'Hare. And as an experienced climber ascends Mount Washington, she turns back before she reaches the summit as a huge blizzard approaches. Uh, but on her way down, she encounters a lone, stranded man and takes it upon herself to get them both down the mountain before nightfall arrives and they succumb to the storm. Was that guy like, pooping on the side of the trail or anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that you? No, it was Casey, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, running time, an hour and 37 minutes long. It's rated R. Wide release theaters. Rotten Tomatoes is a 67% score. By the way, that particular film is based on a true story. Yeah. Yes. That's why I said that. All right. Let's do the next clip. In the new series, Pachinko follows a Korean immigrant family over four generations. In this clip, Jin Ha explains the deep dive that he took while preparing for the role. Here is the clip. I remember my first like month or two of research before we even started shooting was I just constantly had 50 Wikipedia pages, tabs, just open, being like, oh, this incident in this history, like, that would have been something his his dad went through. Like, oh, let me click on And then it was just, like, absorbing all of that uh, history. A new episode of Pachinko airs uh, tonight on Apple TV+. Plus. This was my wife's favorite book of the last few years. Pachinko? Absolutely yep. love this book and recommends it to anybody who is a ver- as voracious of a reader as she is. Uh, mm-hmm. This is something that she recommends. All right, here's the next clip. Infinite Storm. Just talking about that based on a true story of Pam Bales' life-saving rescue at Mount Washington State Park. And here, Naomi Watts shares her thoughts about the real-life person that she plays. Very physical. Um, Yeah, getting out there in the elements. Very strong, resilient, impressive woman. And she she just drew me in. Are my testicles black? (laughs) Uh, That's a weird clip. Is Mount Washington where the strongest winds ever recorded were? Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the in the trailer, they start with that. They say the 278 miles an okay. hour or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think in case you've 
I pissed in when a top Mount Washington. If you're a weather junkie, two hundred thirty-one press. If you're a weather junkie, there is a a job you can get at the top of Mount Washington where they record these winds, and and it's a you know. So if you're aspiring to be like the next Cecily Tyson. Tyson, Cicely Tyson, Jesus, the next Miss Jane Pitt. Anyway, you can get an internship up at this place, but you have to stay the entire winter. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I should have bailed. I just should have bailed. It's windy. I had to find a civil rights movement in all this. Miss Jane Pittman, the top Mount Washington. I do that all the time. Everyone does. I know. You have to run in your mind like, is it Cecily or something? And I did. I ran it in my mind and I still got it wrong. Why'd you put me up it? Come get me. It's no goddamn cold. I have stayed in bed. Infinite Storm is in theaters now. No, don't stay in bed. It's... No sad bro Friday. <laughs> yeah. All right, we need to take a break, and as we do so, we're going to give away a case of Troganator Double Bock. Yeah! <laughs> uh, the Troganator Double Bock is a beer for people who love beer layered with notes of smooth caramel, stone fruit, and fresh toasted grains. We'll take caller number eight, and you can enjoy the Troganator a Choice Deli, located at 1642 South Street in Philly. That's Troganator Double Bock. Yeah! All right, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. MM Arch Madness may seem like a friendly competition. You wanted the best. Yes. But some DJs were playing dirty. Oh, Preston, I know that you're pissed about that one. Watch the full draft now on WMMR.com. I teased this earlier, and we can't not dive right into it. We're going to do the connoisseur early this morning. Sometimes. It's time for the connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> An early edition. <laughs> Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes we go a little late with it, and uh, this morning we're going very, very well, early. Well, we, we kind of pressured you into it because you brought up something that was very um, yeah. interesting about desserts. Yes. And, and not, uh, we got to hear it. I'm not going to lead with that. No. that, that oh, right. I, I will get oh, to that second. Okay. But you don't I, lead with the money shot in porn, and you don't do it here either. I want... <laughs> That's one way to put it. I want to mention this right off the bat for Marissa <laughs> Magnata. She sent this in conjunction with the 10th anniversary with the... Uh, Oh, by the way, it's called Le Dinner en Blanc. Oh. Not just Dinner en Blanc. Le Dinner right? en That's Blanc. Officially, what it's always been called? I don't know. That's what Marissa sent me this. She doesn't know. Uh, they are now going to have their very first Le Dinner en Blanc <laughs> Atlantic City. Ooh. Oh, they're expanding. Oh, so they are going to do two events this summer. So it's Two Blanc, Two Furious? Two Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, so <laughs> you can uh, make your, you can follow Dinner on Blanc Atlantic City at Dinner on Blanc Atlantic City. I believe it's on Instagram, maybe, Marissa, yeah, uh, for updates on um, uh, the opening of the wait list, opportunities to volunteer, registration phases, and the date announcement. Uh, so this will be the first time they do that in that area. So they're going to have the filling one, and they're going to have the Atlantic City one. So it's coming up. Uh, just heads yeah. up on that. Okay, so I wanted to get that out of the way Thank for you. Marissa. Now, uh, someone sent me, and let me let me give credit where credit is due. I got to pull up this email real quick. So bear with me for just a second. Uh, I got this from uh, Rachel Molesky. Uh, so she sent me a link from uh, the website Mashed, mm. and the headline is the twenty-two. 
absolute best desserts in the United States. Okay. I'm like, okay, I'll take a glance at this. And so I scroll down. Number one on the list is from Philadelphia. Now, I don't know if this is in any particular order or not, but they do have the number one by this in Philadelphia. May I suggest that because it is from Philly, yes, this is by quality <laughs> order. Okay. And this is Philadelphia, not the Philadelphia area, right? right. No, this is this is South Philadelphia. I'll even give you a little bit more of a concentrated oh. area to think about. Is it the cannoli? Kathy, it is. Oh, yes. come on. No uh, way. I'm sorry. I, I hate that. Cannoli, there's no way a cannoli can be the best dessert in the country. I'm sorry. It just okay. cannot. I would disagree with you. Well, I think, and is it the one? Uh, Termini. Termini yeah. Brothers. I would oh, complete... Termini, is that how you say it? No, uh, well, that's the way uh, I say it. Termini Brothers uh, Bakery. I, I like cannolis. I'm kind of with Casey on this. I'm very happy to hear that, that this is highlighted. I'm not big on cannolis. I Have like you them. had these? No, I haven't. So I, you have. know what? I can, they are De- like they're, they're probably one of the one of the greatest desserts you I've will. ever had. Okay, crap! You no. <laughs> what I say is this, and I agree with you. I, in fact, my uh, wife came back from a place that w- is known uh, for their cannolis and tasted a little bit of the cannoli. And like these guys, uh, ter- Termini, th- th- it's it's su- sweet without being overly sweet, which is the so key good. to I think a cannoli. But I agree with you. I would not. Oh. Going out for cannolis. If they're there, I'll certainly have them and enjoy them, but it's not my, oh, I'm in the mood for a dessert. Let me go to the cannoli place. I think it goes way back for me because when I was a kid one time, I saw a cannoli. I'd never had one before, and I'm like, that looks fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah. I took a bite of it. I'm like, it doesn't taste like I thought it was going to taste <laughs> exactly. like. It has a different flavor to it as opposed to your standard sweets like cake and pie and things like that. I would and, drive out of my way for this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a game. For I, I want to yeah. give it a shot. I want to be converted. Oh, they're, they're, I want to be. They're tremendous. But, yeah. uh, you, but you you framed it, I think, very well in saying, is it, or Casey, you said, it's not the kind of thing I'm going to put, oh, immediately that's going to drive me to go to this place it can't uh, the be way the, it would for Kathy. It can't be the number one dessert in the country when things like bread pudding exist. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it can't, it, it can't exist. And by the way, I've had another cannoli uh, that is better than this one. And I know, and I like Termini Brothers. I, they're you know, they're fantastic. Isn't anything against yeah. them. But I had this vegan cannoli about a month ago. I was like, okay, let me give this a try. All right. It was... The best cannoli I've ever had in my entire life. All right. Well, let me read you the description. Yeah, you mashed on this. Okay. <laughs> it says, biting into cannoli is a transformational eating experience. And Termini Brothers Bakery in South Philadelphia nurtures a deep-rooted local Italian tradition with true cannoli perfection. Uh, traditional Sicilian cannoli features fresh sheep's milk ricotta and a delicate fried pipe-shaped shell that it's houses good. a creamy, rich, and sweet cheese filling. A multitude of textures set the cannoli apart from the uh, from other desserts. I will say that, and I agree with you, Katie, that that's the best cannoli I've ever had from, from Termini. Termini yeah. Brothers uh, captures the true magic of the cannoli, a crisp and delicate pastry shell, subtly sweet, uh, ricotta filling, filling, and international timing. Every Termini Brothers cannoli is filled on spot to prevent soggy shells and promote that quintessential crunch before sinking into a creamy texture explosion. Guaranteed to make you shoot. James Beard Foundation, uh, Rising Star Chef of the Year Award, and Philadelphia pastry chef Camille Cogswell has nothing but praise for the South Philly cannoli, revealing these are the cannoli that made me like cannoli. Out-of-state cannoli lovers uh, can still enjoy the best desserts in the U.S. by ordering online. A small package includes six cannoli shells and two pastry bags with cannoli filling. Have you ever had the mocha cannoli? 
Now, I had a, uh, a pistachio cannoli, okay. which was a fantastic. If it's a flavor you like, Boston. and they can cannoli tie it properly, yeah. uh, they're wonderful. <laughs> Have you I, ever had a mocha cannoli? You know what? I stick to the original. Like, right. that's, if, if I'm going to put those calories in my body, I'm going to stick with the original just I got because you, I know that I like it. There are a lot right. of calories. I'm going to bring up another one that we have a connection with here. It's number 14 on the list, and it's not the exact same thing that we had, but it's called The Meaning of Life, and it's at Gibson's Bar and Steakhouse in Chicago. Oh, no kidding. So it's a cake. <laughs> it's not the carrot cake, is it? It's not the carrot cake that <laughs> no, we had, huge. but it's like that. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. so everybody, Steve, you weren't there. No. It was my wife's birthday. And they brought it wasn't Rochelle no it wasn't it was Rochelle's yeah, yeah. birthday yeah, yeah it was it's, Rochelle's birthday no Rochelle's we birthday. got a birth yeah I yeah, know we so were... anyway huh. it was her birthday they brought out it was carrot cake that they brought out oh man and Steve it was oh yeah we were all it, it was, was it was pretty unbelievable I love carrot cake Steve it was massive it was it was huge, huge. it had huge. how tall it had an ice cream dome that came with it too i i have a video of it when they brought it out yeah. oh, yes. you got to see it it looked it's, like a joke like they're like this is a, here's a here's a yeah. fake cake it is it's incredible so so let me read the the description of this a classic american steakhouse gibson's has been drawing crowds in chicago since her doors opened in, in 1989 uh and blah 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 so uh <laughs> theoretically named the meaning of life gibson's towering behemoth of a cake Weighs a whopping six pounds per slice. Six pounds per slice? Intimidating <laughs> in its grandiose serving size, the meaning of life features five layers of decadence stacked with chocolate mousse, banana, raspberry, and whipped cream. Is the expectation that uh, an individual puts away a six-pound slice of cake? No. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. enormous dessert arrives at the table with a sturdy steak knife plunged into the top. Like Excalibur. Our, our cake had a steak a, knife yeah. That yeah. Was a piece, jammed Steve. into it oh as well. My, there's no, so you get a piece for like how many people? No, they brought out like a whole cake, didn't they? Uh, they? It was like half a cake, half a cake. I think. Okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, are you showing them the picture? Yeah, I showed them. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, that was a slice. That was a slice. <laughs> so just just by just the actual quality of, of the cake. Oh my God! Unbelievable. Yes, and that ice cream. But what, whatever okay, that yeah. ice cream oh, was, that's that was what I was thinking of. Okay, away. it was like a dome. Yep. You remember that? Yes. Okay. Oh, man. And, and I didn't know. I'm like, how are they going to cut this thing? It's it's massive, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it you was don't something cut else. It, you get in it. I would go there just for that. The steak was amazing. Yeah. But, but I would go there for that dessert. Alone. I can't believe I forgot about the dessert. I was blown away. <laughs> yeah. Said, right? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. You said it was fat free too, right? Uh, so these are no, of course not. So oh. these are these are the greatest uh, desserts in the United States. There's some really good stuff. I'll mention a couple of other ones uh, because there's there's a load of them on here, and they're from all over the U.S. So the u- ultimate coconut cake at Peninsula Grill in Charleston, South Carolina. You a coconut cake guy? I am very okay. very much so. I love coconut cake. Uh, the sea salt chocolate chunk cookie at Avalon International Breads in Detroit. I'm Steve, listening. It's got you all over that. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, the key lime pie at Bang Bang Pie and Biscuits in Chicago. Uh, lot, so there are a few of that are in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, you have the cinnamon rolls at the <sighs> Nels Berry Farm and Homestead in Florida. Okay, so... Uh, 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 your name is Nick. Uh, can you do me a favor? And for Preston's sake, can you uh, scroll down to the picture, uh, and for my sake, of those uh, uh, cinnamon rolls? Because there used to be a place in around this area uh, in Swarthmore called the Inglenook. And they had cinnamon rolls that look exactly like this. I've never had cinnamon rolls. Uh, what do they look like? Well, uh, they're just... Um, 
Uh, I would imagine like heaven, like if uh, would, would heaven okay. look like? Uh, okay, so they almost look like um, like uh, 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 what they call them, Zeppelins, the um, like like just dough. Yeah, uh, they are so amazing, and I I got the recipe for it, okay. but like I can ruin the recipe. So if anybody is a, a, a decent pastry chef or whatever, this uh, it was um, it looks it looks amazing. It might be like uh, top five dessert for me of all time. Okay, yeah, these things are that good. I'd, I'd put that that cake that carrot cake we had at, mm-hmm. at uh, Gibson's in in my top five desserts of all time. Would you put it at, at number one? I that's a tough that's not, a tough one. I, I don't really know. Mm. Uh, that's a good question. So like on another one on this list is tiramisu at Giovanni's tiramisu. You in Los love Angeles. tiramisu. I love. Love What's tiramisu. the name of the place? It's called Giovanni's Tiramisu. All right, uh, in L.A. When t- when tiramisu is done right, oh. wonderful. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's not. Just, a, it's it's hard to like, do exactly right though. Like Trace Lachey's is now one of my all time favorite desserts. Did you tickle the? Oh yeah, yeah. Don't forget about the balls. Yes, good lord. See, I'm not that the tiramisu, Trace Leche's <laughs> bread pudding. Uh, that all to me, I guess it's that texture. I can't do yeah. it. Oh, bread pudding. Oh, God. Bread pudding like, like from canola. here locally from the Desmond. Oh, it's fantastic. The bread pudding is. Yep. Uh, so I go. Uh, they have a uh, you know a prostate um, charity event um, every year. They had to skip obviously the past couple of years. Uh, but uh, I will go, and I, I specifically ask the chef to make me. <laughs> it's really good. And yeah. I bring it home in a steamer <laughs> trunk. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Uh, hang on. We got a bunch of calls here. I'm going to go to Eric. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Hey, hey good morning. Hey, um, first of all, my grand, my Nona made the best cannolis in the world. But I'm <laughs> your Nona did. Eric. Yes. <laughs> but Termini Brothers, they make a cookie called uh, a panoli. It's got little pine nuts on it. I guess it's like an almond. I'm familiar with those. Yes. Nuts, yeah. yeah. Those are great. That's those your... I'll go out of my way for. Okay. <laughs> what, what's your opinion uh, on the cannoli, the classic cannoli there? Uh, I'm not a big fan. Wow. Okay. Uh, All right. Do you know what, you know what I tend not to like? I tend not to like classic Thanks, ba- Eric. bakery cookie. Like the different, yeah. like, with, the, with the sprinkle, the yeah. genies on them. And all, the, the, there's like a sugar like, cookie. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I'm with you. I usually don't like, like they're like, together, like, they're like diner cookies, yeah. you know? Oh, I love sugar Speaking cookies. Speaking of cookies, uh, I want I to. I do like a well-made sugar cookie, but when they jam a whole bunch of crap into these bakery cookies, I'm like, nah. Okay. The um, uh, crumble up in a new location I was at yesterday, and I got the oatmeal cookie. Oh, my God. It's the best oatmeal cookie I've I'm ever had I'm surprised. I didn't know life. you were an oatmeal cookie fan. Uh, like, you know so what? So you're not allowed to pleasure yourself in here. Funny thing about oatmeal cookies, like, sometimes I've bitten into an oatmeal raisin thinking it was a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, yeah. what the hell is that, that you Spit that right out. Right. Uh, I, I, I will go ballistic <laughs> when that happens. Yeah. But this one is just oatmeal. It's not oatmeal raisin. And it's, straight and it's up got real. A, it's, it's just straight up. But it's got this glaze on top of it. Oh my God! Um, like, yeah. where's the new location? Uh, Newtown Square. Okay. Yeah. So there's, uh, it's right around the corner from my house, and I believe they're opening another one in like the Lawrence Park Shopping Center. So I'm gonna basically be sandwiched in between two crumbles. Wow. Um, Man, was there uh, a line when you got there or anything? No, oh, there was you. not. I uh, I just walked right up to the uh, little kiosk and I typed my thing in. Oh. You're a key lime pie guy, right? So uh, yeah, okay. sometimes somebody say key lime when when you say I key lime. Okay, that's uh, my favorite dessert because they have a key lime cookie right now. Oh, right. So they change their cookies <laughs> every week. <laughs> Jesus, Preston, a- I think that line um, outside of Crumble is normally when they like first open. Okay. All right, and things are fresh, piping hot. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I mean, like for, when, when it's a brand new location, it's oh, like they're yeah, they just like, it's I got just you. the hype. Not, of it. not they're sleeping overnight. Right. All right, yeah. let me go to Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Good morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jenny, what? You're on the Hi. air. Are we bothering? <laughs> yeah. 
That's it. Come on, Jenny. You're done doing me any favors here. What's up, Jenny? You got a no. question? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to know where you found that vegan cannoli. Vegan oh. cannoli case? Yeah, so 320. 320 Market oh. Media. It is... Um, All right. Yes. Go and, and can you get me one out of there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll stop by later. All right. Thank you, Jenny. All right. We'll see you. All right. Let me go to Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Uh, good morning, it bitches. Good morning, it bitch. What's Bobby! up? <laughs> hey. um, so there's a new place in Pottstown um, called Mr. Sticky, and it is by far the best sticky bite I've ever had in my entire There was life. an art house theater near me called Mr. Sticky. <laughs> I'm not too far from Pottstown. I can yeah, get out that way. Out. Mr. Stickies. Uh, thank you for calling Mr. Yeah. Stickies. Yeah. Brides on change is at 1 p.m. <laughs> Pizza dong is at 4. <laughs> Pizza dong? Pizza dong. What time is that one? I want to check that one out. Yeah. Four. Pizza dong at 4, everybody. Um, all right, so it's new, you said, Bobby? Yeah, I, I think it's a Lancaster staple. I think they're from Lancaster, but okay. they just came around a couple months ago, I imagine. They dropped some stuff out of our work. And it's like it's like crack. Yeah, Bobby. Okay. One of the best desserts right. I've ever had was at a thanks, Bob Mennonite kitchen on the way out to Lancaster. Probably in Lancaster at that point. Yeah, and it was like a bread pudding. It was sensational. Nice. All right. Well, listen. We could keep talking about dessert, but we yes. have other things. But, but listen, oh. I will. Uh, I'll make sure that we post that. Uh, Marissa, I'll get you that list if we can post that online for people to check out. Which is uh, the uh, best desserts mm-hmm. in the U.S. All right. Next. And it's from Mesh, by the way. Um, all right, so this is not an article or anything like that. This is a discussion we started to have off air, and I have an observation. Uh, Steve was having a peppermint patty just yes. a little while ago, a uh, York peppermint patty, which, by the way, we received a box of goodies. Oh, uh, Where's the letter? Anthony writes yeah, Right, I think it's right here. Yeah, uh, we received a box of goodies for uh, in advance of Easter. This is uh, from our fan, Anthony uh, Della Pena, Pena, who uh, is all over the place and sends us postcards. It's great. really cool. He said, uh, once again, Easter is here, and I know Kathy and Casey have been making sacrifices for Lent as a fellow <laughs> Catholic. I know how hard that is every year for Preston, Steve, Nick, and Marissa. You guys have to deal with their frustration through this time. <laughs> so celebrate and enjoy all these treats. Thank you guys for making uh, uh, me laugh every day. Aww. And he goes on and on. And so uh, thank you. We appreciate it. And he sent a bunch of candy. And Steve was eating the York peppermint patties. You were commenting how much you like it. Right. And that got on a discussion of after-dinner mints. So that, that, that they bring back memories of my mother used to get the box or the sleeve of after-eight dinner mints. The yes. very thin ones, which I, I used to love. And I guess the plan was... After dinner, like for a kid, like a kid's going to just take one and go, that was great. Wait, like the Andes candies? Those? Uh, they were very, th- well, they were very. Yeah, they're called after eight. Yeah, very thin. There were two brands. It's after, a little, yeah. a little yeah. rectangle. Yeah. Uh, oh. There you go. There it almost those. looks like a box okay. of high end tea. So you, 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 and you take the one out and then, okay, I would buzzsaw the box. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I had, uh, there was a different brand. Nick, do you know the name of the Andy's other? Candies. That's Andy's Candies. The one candies. that Kathy was referencing. And yeah, so the. Uh, those are the two that I knew about. There's another one too that had green foil wrapped. They were indi- individual. Is that Andy? Yeah, that's Andy. Okay. All right. yeah. Anyhow, individually wrapped, and uh, I would, yes, yeah, Steve, especially if I had been, yeah, these these are the yeah, Andy. Andy! <laughs> uh, if if I had uh, if I had smoked a little herb, <laughs> I would rip through a whole box of those. They're so no good. problem. Such but here's a good two. pairing. Okay. I, I love after dinner mints, and you have your variety. You have you have your your chocolate covered ones, mm-hmm. which are fantastic, and and I'm talking about at a restaurant. Yes. Okay. Um, then you have the kind of chalky, yes, 
uh, ones that, that, that have like a little gooey center. And they, well, yeah. I don't know about, yeah, I guess so. And they dissolve really mm-hmm. quickly in your mouth. Those oh, yeah. are great. But the ones that I really love, and it's such a treat, and it's usually at a Japanese restaurant, it's a little green, round, yes. hard candy ball. Yes, they're very good. That has like a melon flavor. There was a Japanese it. steakhouse that, that used yes. to have them right next to the first apartment that my wife and I had. They, that, that place had those. I very good. Those. I do not know of what you speak here. Uh, you you do not know, sir. Yeah. I will have to. I am a weary <laughs> traveler looking for a place to sleep. I will have to. Because <laughs> when uh, Rochelle and I were at a place, uh, uh, King Prussia, called Kabuki. It's a... Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no. Come on now, it's a it's a sushi restaurant right. it's called oh. Kabuki. Okay. Anyway, and uh, when we, we and the sushi was fantastic, uh-huh. and we got done, and they had that little mint. And I'm like, this yeah. is, this is what the icing on the cake right mm-hmm. here. And I'm sorry, was, sir. We are out of little mints. No. Yeah. No, that is out. to me that is a great post meal treat. Yep. But yep. I don't want just one. Yes, and I think What's, that I think that's my favorite. Is there a reason for there being an after dinner mint? I mean, does uh, I know breath. that? Uh, okay, I wasn't sure if it was breath or because my mom oftentimes, if she has like a, an upset stomach, she will eat like a mint lifesaver, and oh, that will really? settle her stomach. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> not like that. Oh. It's more of like a not <laughs> fart upset. <laughs> that's more like it. Uh, by the way, so uh, Connor pulled up a link here uh, that says that the, it is a guava. Flavored candy, mm-hmm. so instead of melon, it's got that uh, kind of guava flavor to it. It's All right, the, it's the uh, it's not in the same ballpark as a, as an after dinner man, but it is very good. When I worked at uh, CVS, which was the job that I had after I worked at McDonald's, uh, there was a we would. There was shipping day, right, where all the boxes would show up. And uh, one day, uh, the box that uh, brought in the Andy's candies uh, <laughs> broke. It, it fell. It fell off the truck. Nice. And, and uh, well, so the, we couldn't sell them. Yeah. So the entire box of Andy's candies, like half of them kind of ripped open or whatever, right? Yeah. So, like, they're sitting in the back room, and the manager is like, well, you know, we, anybody can have these at any point. Which was really nice. Yeah. And, then, and so anytime anybody would take a break, we could have Andy's candies. Well, uh, for about a year after that... <laughs> Mysteriously, every time one of those boxes came off the truck, they also ripped ripped open. Yeah, and so it was so weird how every time that happened, tub of Viagra broke open. All right, uh, I do have something else to mention with the Connoisseur Files being open right now, and this is, we're headed back to Atlantic City. Uh, I'd mentioned Dinner on Blanc is going to have an Atlantic City uh, event. Too Blanc, too furious. Uh, (laughs) Gordon Ramsay is on track to open his third business in Atlantic City this summer. Uh, He'll be debuting his Hell's Kitchen concept at the Caesars Atlantic City Casino. Uh, So it's the the official Hell's Kitchen restaurant. And the outdoor entrance to this thing looks awesome. Does it look like the Hell's Kitchen set? Well, yeah, the inside does, but uh, you'll have to look on Nick's monitor, Steve, to see it. It's got, like, actual flames shooting up and everything. I don't know if that's real fire or not, but it looks pretty awesome. That is what the... uh, That's cool. They do, when they do the Hell's Kitchen series, that's exactly what you see when the because um, they have this TV studio slash restaurant, and that is what is up front. So it's going to kind of look like that. So yes, he is expanding his partnership with Caesar's Entertainment uh, in New Jersey, which already includes his Gordon Ramsay uh, steak at Harris Resort. We ate there. Yes, uh, yeah, Casey we had... for my son's twenty first birthday. Didn't we have Gordon Ramsay on when we were broadcasting? Yeah, from yeah, yes, okay. And, uh, and he was great. The yeah. meal, the meal is excellent there at uh, the uh, steakhouse at Harrah's. 
Uh, then you have Gordon Ramsay's Pub and Grill at Caesars. Um, and Ramsay said Atlantic City and visitors throughout the tri-state have been so supportive of Gordon Ramsay Steak and Gordon Ramsay Pub and Grill. So I look forward to having them experience another one of my signature concepts. Did you guys say you ate at the Pub and Grill or which one did you No, eat? no, no. We ate at the Steakhouse. Okay, all right. Uh, that was for Parker's 21st birthday and it was a great meal. We had this private room. It was nice, pretty damn special. So Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen restaurants are designed to be immersive uh, in a destination dining experiences that create the feel of the studio set, Steve. So the first Hell's Kitchen restaurant opened at Caesars in Vegas in 2018 and was decorated with uh, touches that pay homage to the long-running series. So if they do that, you'll you'll have a uh, completely open uh, yes. chef's area. So it's which, an open kitchen design. Yeah. It features red and blue themes surrounding a centerpiece with mosaic tiles that will be visible from every table in the restaurant. I like to watch. I like, do, too. Like, like, uh, I'm talking when I'm uh, when I'm doing my cuck stuff. You're like, a voyeur. I, I, okay. Yeah. Uh, like, I, uh, you know, restaurants that do have that open sort of thing yeah. going on, I find it fascinating. Uh, the menu is said to include Ramsey's classics like Beef Wellington, the Hell's Kitchen Burger, and Sticky Toffee Pudding. There's one thing on that show, and we, I brought it up to a Chef Ramsey, and he, he chuckled. If you're ever competing on that show, why you the, the two things that you have to master, because you know he's going to get you on it, are the Beef Wellingtons and mm-hmm. the risotto. Mm-hmm. It's always like why you don't go in there at a master <laughs> level. Prepare. You know those two dishes are going to come up. Uh, the bar will serve a selection of classic and signature cocktails from traditional uh, Negroni to, and old-fashioned to the smoke on the boulevard served in a lantern adorned with dry ice. Uh, so that is coming this summer. So I'm very excited. That would be a pretty cool dining experience. All right. Um, one more thing. We'll make this quick. We're going to totally switch gears here. Uh, Limited edition flavors are nothing new, but recently Pepsi has been swinging for the fences with some unorthodox choices. They've had uh, Pepsi apple pie, Pepsi Coca-Cola. Oh, that sounds weird. Okay. (laughs) Coca-Cola. Yes. Have you you driven the new Toyota Nissan? (laughs) The Toyota Nissan. Uh, Why would they not call it like a Mocha-Cola? Yeah. Uh, Pepsi Peeps and Pepsi Cracker Jack. Uh, so they're trying something new. It's Pepsi Maple Syrup Cola. It's an official collaboration with IHOP. The Whopper Big Mac. And the new soda won't be available in stores. And oddly enough, it won't even be available at IHOP either. So what has become a common promotional the method, these highly limited edition sodas will only be available through a social media giveaway. There are There is a subculture of... Um, Soda connoisseurs that you know that that uh, collect and try because there's a lot of exotic flavors associated with soda, like even like you're talking about the Soda Stream, Kathy. Yeah. Um, soda used to be more present in my life, and now again, whenever I drink a regular soda, it's just too damn sweet. Yeah, the yeah. only regular sodas that I, like sugar sodas that I will drink are usually like the um, like the Hanks uh, right okay ones or like uh, Stewart's to have that that orange cream soda is really will, really good. I will drink a Coke alone as a dessert occasionally, like a couple times a year. And if you're talking about a soda to have with pizza, which is a common thing, Pepsi for me works better for pizza. Okay. Yeah. When I, when if I'm going to have a soda, it's usually a ginger ale. And ginger I, ale's I, great. I, I do not drink soda often mm. at all. I mean, I drink carbonated water, flavored carbonated water, but I don't drink. If like your stomach you're is upset, the sugary sodas. Yeah, Casey, I'd go for like a like a black cherry wishniak yeah. or something like that. Some if sort I, of vanilla cream. If soda. I'm going to go yeah. in, I'm going to I'm going to do some fun. Marissa, you're raising your hand. Did you want to say something? Hang on. 
They put that in our vending machine here. Oh, what? The black cherry. Black cherry? Nice. That was your request, was it not? Are you Um, kidding? I I mentioned recently that I can't find it anywhere. Like, Wawa and 7-Eleven stopped carrying those. Wait, we we can put in requests for the vending machine? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, dude, you never never talked to the vendors in there? I talked to them. I didn't know we could put in requests. Put in a request. That's why there's a prostitute sitting in there right now. I want an orange soda. All right, so anyhow. um, Like a Sunkist? Yeah, Sunkist. What are you, 10? Uh-huh. Like a knee-high? I, no, I like orange sodas. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Orange crush, Pressure man. <laughs> but I mean, I don't drink them all the time, but it'd be like like the black cherry. It'd be yeah. like a, 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 the like one, a little, little yeah. dessert. Thank the you. one soda associated with, uh, usually with older people, is cream soda. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, cream soda, such as like down in Boca Raton. You know, <laughs> can I have a cream soda? Yeah. Do they still make orange slice soda? Remember Slice? Oh, I love Slice. Slice, yes. That supposedly had real juice you know what? in it. I think Slice became Sierra Mist. By the way, you, you know, think, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm thinking something else. I think, okay. I think the company that marketed Slice changed the name I think you're right. to Sierra Mist okay. eventually. Yeah. Right. Nick, if you really feel like one, you could go to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, good. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to get in the booth. I think orange soda traditionally has more caffeine than the other sodas. Really? really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Orange Crush. I love that. Mm. It's been a while since I've been. R.E.M. loved it, too. Oh, no, Orange Slice, yeah. I think that had... How about that? All right, well, anyway. Uh, If you want this IHOP soda, this uh, maple syrup soda, um, you apparently have to go on Twitter to do it, and you have to put in a hashtag. I'm not going to do that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not working for your stupid soda. nobody got time for that. All right, and there you go. That's it. Connoisseur, we're done. We're wrapping it up. Closing up shop. Can I get my bell? We never... We don't do that anymore. Thank you very much. Fries up. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Casey's giving me something to give away. I'm going to give away, ah, yes, um, a four-pack of tickets for the Tulip Festival at Dalton Farms in Swedesboro, New Jersey. And we'll take caller number 11 at 215 216 Because there's a little tulip. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Greg Tolan. Caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. It's fun for the whole family. Uh, the countless Instagrammable opportunities amid acres of springtime tulips. And you can. Uh, there's also a six-acre lake uh, with local food, drinks, and entertainment on the weekend. And for hours and directions and you to purchase tickets online, you can visit DaltonFarmsNJ.com. So caller number 11. We're going to say, yep, bizarre file. On the way next, make sure you stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MMR Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Quickly, uh, before we do the Bizarre File, uh, uh, oh, you know what? I got a couple of short outs I need to uh-huh. do. Um, I, I meant to mention this yesterday in that jackknife tractor trailer, that flipped over tractor trailer made me remember this. Did anybody else see this yesterday morning? Those of us who take 76 East into work, did you see that white car that was on its hood or on no. its roof yesterday no, Brent, morning. Brent was talking to me about it, um, yeah. and they must have uh, cleared it, I guess. I didn't see it. On my way, I get in earlier than you guys. It was sitting on the shoulder, upside down. Oh, Wait, where? Yeah. On the, uh, on the uh, Like around the curve, around the Conchhocken curve. Wow, no. Yeah. It was upside down. Scary. And I'm like, whoa, man. So, I, yeah, I, I thought for sure you guys would have seen no, that. So. No. All right. 
Um, Casey, can you do me a favor? Yeah, yeah. On my desk okay. in the office, there's a shard out that's labeled uh, March 25th. Gotcha. I think that's today, and I want to mention that. I think Marissa sent it to me and wanted me to Marissa get, wants a shard out? get that out, out to you, or it's via someone else, oh. or I'm not really sure. So I'll do this one while Casey's getting that. It says, hey, Preston Gadzooks, how are you, sir? Just wondering if you could be a possibly, or if you could possibly get a hot, sexy, juicy, wet shard out. Uh, for my new wife, Jen, this Friday for her 36th birthday. Uh, she listens every morning on her way to work at Bobby Ray's Tavern in Pensacon. Mm. Loves yous all and any time I drive her Jeep. She makes sure that I tune it back to 93.3 before I get out <laughs> so it's tuned in for the morning commute. That's well, awesome. Why would you turn it away in the first place, yeah. sir? Uh, that's from Joe Bupp, by the way. So here's a shark. And, uh, yeah, this is the one. Yeah, Marissa, you gave this to me. Birthday shout out, March 25th at the Lunacy Brewing Company. When we are told so- it's someone's birthday, I have a toast. And this is, by the way, this is from Ricky Lees. Uh, at Ricky, yeah, that's his name. And he says, uh, this is the toast. If I can have everybody's attention, please. If you have a drink and that drink is not in your hand, put that drink in your hand. Put a drink in the air and scream out happy birthday. This is a special one. It is for my brother, Michael. And his birthday, oh, it says March 27th, but I guess we would have to do yeah, it today because yeah. we won't be here on the 27th. Okay, all right. Please send a nice, juicy shout out for Mike Lee's Cheers, and that is from Ricky. So here you go. That is a shout out. I wanted to make sure I got that. Do you remember giving that to me, Marissa? Okay, all right. And then finally, uh, this one, hey, I was hoping I could get a shout out for my wonderful husband whose birthday is March 24th. I know I shouldn't ask too far in advance, so I'm hoping maybe I got this one to you on time. Yeah, this was, uh, I got this on Wednesday. Uh, my husband, Chad, has been a huge fan since I turned him on to the show many, many years ago. And we have been to many events. And I think that a shout out would be a perfect birthday present. And he will be stuck working outside in the rain on his mm. birthday. So hopefully this will make his day a whole lot brighter. Situation voice required there. <laughs> uh, and he's an absolute wonderful man who works tirelessly to provide for me and our two sons. Have a good flight. And that is from Jen Block. So there you go. That is a shard out for her hubby. All right. Nice. Now we can do the Bizarre File. Or we can play Froggy. Here we go. Froggy Friday. Let's do that. Here we go, folks. by Natural Lawn of America, safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED, Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. All right, this is a terrible story, but we're going to open with this one. A man was killed after attempting to parachute from the top of a high-rise apartment building in San Diego Ugh. as his 16-year-old daughter was oh, watching. No. So horrible. A base jump is what Yeah, the doing, man right? died after base jumping around 10.30 p.m. Tuesday in the University City neighborhood. The 48-year-old man 
was attempting to parachute from the 23-story Palisade UTC luxury apartment complex. Police said were unclear as to whether the parachute malfunctioned or if it just didn't have enough time to open up properly and deploy. We believe that his daughter was up on the rooftop with him and was able to view what happened. Oh, my God. In fact, uh, according to police radio traffic, a 911 caller heard, quote, a loud pop uh, similar to a gunshot, looked over a balcony and saw the man bleeding on the ground. Uh, we're looking at this building, and I've seen far. people do base jumping, and I'm going to go with the didn't have time to deploy properly. I don't know. Yeah, it had to have been. It, it just doesn't look high enough. Officers and paramedics gave the man CPR, but he died before he could be taken to a hospital. Uh, he was not immediately identified. Yeah, meanwhile, I saw this guy, uh, this Red Bull stunt yesterday. Amazing. I mean, the people that do these types of things yeah. are, are absolutely amazing. And this guy that I saw, he was basically uh, skiing in the uh, in, in midair, and it was just amazing. <laughs> crazy. Wow. All right. A 59-year-old man was killed just after midnight on Thursday when he collided with an 11-foot alligator while what? driving down a Florida road. John Hopkins struck the large reptile around 12.30 a.m. The impact impact caused his vehicle to veer off the roadway where it overturned and landed in a ditch. Hey, I'm walking here. A motorist passing by in the area noticed the car in the ditch called 911. Uh, detectives responded to the crash and pronounced Hopkins dead at the scene. Wow. The alligator was also killed in the accident. Uh, the incident occurred just a couple of miles from... Uh, did you just go off for an alligator? Yeah, I feel bad for it. It's All not right. the alligator's fault. Oh, uh, I wasn't doing anything. Thank you. Uh, it, was a, <laughs> it was just a couple of miles from the Alafia River State Park, which is home to a population of alligators. By the way, Nick is my favorite. <laughs> Thank uh, you, alligator. And by the way, Gainesville has the largest population of alligators in the United States. Is that right? Uh, yes, that is interesting. what they say. Okay, so... This is not necessarily like a news event or something that occurred, but I've got to put this in the bizarre file. No other place to put it. I have never heard of this. Okay, so it's called uh, Chikari Mudra. It is an obscure and somewhat controversial yoga practice that involves gradually severing parts of the tongue Ah! and then curling it back until it enters the nasal cavity. Um, What? What? Yoga? You, it's you actually, we don't do this in our class. So, okay. listen to this. So, it, like I said, it's it's obscure and controversial. So, it's pulling your tongue back enough for the tip to slide into the nose through the mouth. So, when you stick your tongue out, it comes out your nose? Kind of like that. So, it, it wouldn't come all the way out, but right. you, you curl your tongue back to where, you know, your nose attaches back there. And, and well, this, there's, a, there's a breathing method that is, it's not this, but... Chicken I'm, farts. No, I'm sure that it came... <laughs> I'm sure that it came from that because you're supposed to take your tongue and like push it up against the roof. The roof of your mouth. Mouth. Right, okay. We're looking at a, a diagram of it, and this serves what purpose, Brett? It's well, it's supposed to give you like supernatural power. Really? Oh, yeah. So on. listen. And I, who has a long enough tongue to do this? Well, I do. May I explain? Can you poo-poo this? this? Sounds stupid. All right. It sounds impossible. <laughs> Uh, and even if you could do it, what would uh, wouldn't that pose a risk of choking? Well, diehard Hatha yoga practitioners must not worry about that too much because it's exactly what the advanced stages of a pra- of that practice require. It's, it's called insane. K- uh, Kikari, Chikari Mudra. Now, uh, gradually, here's what you have to do: cut the frenulum, frenulum, no, the small piece of skin connecting the tongue to the no, floor no. of the mouth. Oh, God. no, 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 no,
So the soft palate at the back of the mouth or even the uvula as well have to be cut away. So uh, it's supposed to get easier as you practice. This beginning stage is apply- applicable to most practitioners. But it's the advanced practice, it really captures people's imagination. This is, this is no achievement, then, if you're doing surgery to do it. It's like, I can detach my arm with a chainsaw. True Chikari Madara, uh, Mudra is said to seal the energy of Bindu and give the yogis uh, and give yogis uh, the ability to pull it off supernatural powers. I got supernatural powers now. <laughs> I feel like I'm a supernatural being talking through my nose. You're talking through your nose? Absolutely. Supernatural powers. Can you, like, fly or lasers? Know, yeah. or, yeah. I'm just finding it rather difficult to breathe. <laughs> well, maybe my supernatural powers asphyxiation. Your supernatural powers asphyxiation? Yeah. Okay. So, in order to attain these powers, one must curl their tongue back far enough. Like and- this? And then, like that, and then insert it into the nasal cavity and lick the supreme nectar of immortality flowing You may call it snot. Uh, <laughs> sadly, it requires more than months, even years of daily practice. Uh, the tongue can be lengthened naturally uh, so that it can actually reach behind the uvula, but in order for it to curl back enough to actually enter the nasal cavity, the lingual frenulum has to be cut. And this is absurd. According to a Hatha Yoga text quoted by Wikipedia, Yikipedia. the frenulum Yikipedia. has to be gradually cut using a sharp blade. Each time a hair's breadth has to be cut until destroy, until um, about six months, uh, the piece of skin is completely destroyed. And then after another six months of constant practice, the advanced stages of this can be reached and with them the host of supernatural benefits. The dream is to one day yodel out your butthole. <laughs> The spiritual <laughs> curiosity list, uh, resistance, uh, here, here's what happens. Okay, resistance to poison, diseases, old age, and even death. No. You can live forever, but you got to have your tongue stuck <laughs> up your nose. Life has never been better. Yeah. Uh, you can also expect resistance to fainting, hunger, thirst, I don't faint anymore. and laziness. You what? I don't faint anymore. You don't faint anymore. I, I, as well as your body becoming divine. What is it, yoga? To, to, you, you're doing these things and you get good at these positions and you cultivate your body naturally. This is requiring actual surgery. Just a little bit. No, Just a little on. bit. No. It's not a whole lot. Come I had a friend, uh, when he was a baby, he had to have that frenulum sliced because his tongue was uh, basically glued to the bottom of his oh, mouth to yeah. let it loose. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it, and so that surgery oh. is not unheard of. It's as actually far as pretty like, common in yeah, kids. Yeah, it is. And, and, but as far as like bringing supernatural powers goes, I, I think it's yeah. a little limited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I think that's all we're going to yeah. have time for. I'm sorry. You're no frenulum of mine. Only keep it uh, three stories a uh, little bit short, but nonetheless. That was I, amazing, though. I had to bring that up in the yeah. B file, right? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. All right. Uh, let us take a break. We will come back in a moment. Don't forget, uh, Lisa Welchel will be joining us. She Love played her. Blair on the Facts of Life for many years. And uh, she has this really cool collectibles show. So we'll talk to her a little bit later on and get in some other things. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Join Casey Boyd, Sam Adams, and Truly Hard Seltzer Saturday from 4 to 6 at City Tap House, 2 Logan Square in Philly. Catch all the action on the hardwood. Play Sam Adams' Papa Shot for sweet prizes. Register for a chance to win MMRBQ tickets. And enjoy $5 Sam Adams Pints and Truly Hard Seltzer cans. 
Newest Daily Rush video is up, and it features our friend, Mr. Tom Papa, who we just had on the other day, and he is in town on Saturday. Tomorrow night, he's playing the Keswick Theater. Uh, and the breadmaster calls in to check on Steve Sourdough and reveals that he is also now a TikTok influencer. Casey made him realize that. And you can follow us on Instagram for a first look at the Daily Rush video sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. And you can learn more at Xfinity.com. So if you're going to see Tom Papa this weekend and you got kids, maybe you're getting set for that or doing something else, going out to dinner or whatever it may be. Maybe you've called in the babysitter. Keep an eye on the kids. And um, I saw this interesting list. Um, And when parents kind of say, kind of give their rules for the night. Right. They're getting ready to leave. They usually impart some things to in the by bed Into bed by 10. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, limited smoking and drinking. Sometimes it can be a little strange. And I saw this list of babysitters that have opened up about the most screwed up parents they've ever worked for. So oh, it's not okay. the kids, oh. it's the parents. So right, well. I, I babysat. My, like, that's how I got my way through college. So and you I, did well, right? I worked with a number of families. Um, and there were always rules like that. And I did work for a very uh, strange family. That job lasted uh, a few times. And then I... I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to come back anymore. Right. Do you remember any of the specifics that <laughs> yeah, well, I made you realize? This. I want to hear right, this right. list. We'll have you jump in in a second. I, listen, I, but as a as a parent, and my kids are all like uh, grown now, not or half yeah. grown, I guess I should yeah, they say. They don't need sitters. Uh, they don't. But I also, I, I have a, a keener understanding of what parents are going through because, you know, especially when the kids are, are little. It is tough to get them on a schedule. It is tough to keep them on a schedule. And then when you have a new person come in, whether it's a babysitter or a grandparent or an aunt, uncle, whatever, it's really important to keep them on the same schedule because any any deviation can kind of screw things up. Mm. All right. So let me give you some of these examples. Here's one that says, I had to put the kids to sleep with a CD player going, and that wasn't the weird part. It was a recording of their parents basically (laughs) saying, Molly, you are wonderful. You are a star. You are going to shine bright. Oh, I know. And it was several hours long, oh. and apparently they listened to it every night. I mean, that that woman, that mother read that somewhere yes. on a mommy blog and recorded it. I don't think that's terrible. It's a little weird, but that's not terrible. If you're the babysitter, though, and you're not uh-huh. used to something you're like, like oh, that, you're like, whoa, dude, wait to hear what they're doing. what's wrong with you? Yeah. You're not like the other kids. Yeah. We're really concerned. <laughs> I need a follow-up on that. I need to know how Molly's doing these days. Yes. You know? Like, Let's see how that went. Yeah. yeah. Alright, here's I'm another. I'm doing great! <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'm very special. <laughs> you shine like a star. I shine like a star. <laughs> like a constellation. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm a patriot. Here's another one that says, the first time I went to their house, uh, they told me about their daughter's very serious peanut energy uh, allergy. <laughs> and they walked me through the EpiPen, the prevention, phone numbers of the neighbors who were doctors and all fine so far. And I took this very seriously. But then... I'd be scared crapless. The mother puts her hands on my shoulders and said, if she dies, we won't blame you. Oh, dear God. Oh, my God. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. It wouldn't be your fault. No, that's a tactic. Like, don't yeah. you dare. And the sitter says, while well, I appreciated the thought, this freaked me the hell out, oh, and yeah. I was 100 times less comfortable since then. Listen, we have two other children, <laughs> so we're still doing pretty well. Oh, my. I'd be like, no, we're not eating anything at all while I'm here. Well, and they wouldn't even have to eat, right? If you just simply yeah. touch a peanut, right? Some, yeah, some yeah. of the kids, yeah. All right, how about this one that says, uh, a single mom once told me, to use the bat by the door in the event that the kid's father came by and tried to take them. 
Oh, my God. Wow. There's a weapon by the front door. <laughs> right, right. Good Lord. Listen, he probably won't come by. <laughs> just in case. But just in case. Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, if that were the case and if that were even a threat, why even have the child be babysat at your house? Why not drop them off somewhere? Do you well, know what it, I mean? There's whatever. a level of God. insanity. Yeah. Oh, well, who knows? You man. know it's always easy when I, I they think, come to your house. Yeah, the, the babysitter at that point should, should go, catch you later. You know, I don't want to be here if uh, the ex shows up. Yep. Uh, Another one says, a hippie mom that I babysat for was very pregnant and asked that when the baby was born, if I could wrangle the toddler while she gave birth in the bathtub at home. Uh, The two-year-old was to be in the room watching while I explained what was happening. I denied their next request for babysitting. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Another one says, uh, I had to change the kid's cloth diaper every two hours on the dot. The kid was six. Oh, jeez. I assumed it was for some sort of disability or something. But no, his parents just didn't want to potty train him. Oh, my God. And the kid was content with being babied. And I remember just making the kid put on his own diaper and encouraging him to use the bathroom if he had to go. Six years old. And she says, I never went back. Okay, so this uh, feeds into one of the the odd requests, which is the family that I didn't work for for very long. Um, She was breastfeeding her children, who were five and six. Okay. And Mm. there was breast milk in the refrigerator. And if I gave them milk with dinner, I had to give them the breast milk. Oh, wow. So that, that we we've had whole conversations on that. They, and Steve, they would run in from the bus from school really? and run over to her and like pull her shirt up because they were hungry. They needed like a snack after school. Uh, I was oh. like, "How about a uh, goldfish?" Do yeah, do that yeah. Set? What and, happens when you're in the corporate world? And yeah. and I would. Is that my mother send her in? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I would like sit there because this. So so I would get there about that time when the kids were coming home from school. She was going to run out and like do some things or whatever, but she had to give them their snack first, so which was her breast. Oh my god! And they, so they would stand there in their little. Um, they went to a Catholic school, so they were in their uniforms, and they would run over and like she would talk, have a conversation with me, and the five and six year old were are suckling. Yep. Oh, so yep. Is she? So she's standing up and there. No, she was. Oh. She would sit. Okay. On like the couch, and they would just come run over, and one would start, and then that one yeah. would be done. And There's the other a whole would bunch. Start up. I, well, I, I don't know, but to me, that would seem uh, th- that's going to cause issues. People have their reasons, but that yeah. seems a little. It odd. was very uncomfortable, and and there were other weird things about this family, and I so I I pushed it off onto my roommate. I was like, hey, um, so I have too many babysitting jobs. Do you want to do this one? Here's the thing, and she was like, it's fine, it's not going to bother me. I'll do it, and she was did it for like a, f- a couple months, and she was like. Yeah, I think I'm done with them. Wow. All That's right. too much. If you want to jump in with your babysitting stories, feel free to call us, 215-263-WMMR is the number. This one's not so weird. I think this is actually not that bad. Um, this one says, this family gave me instructions to let their kids drink chocolate milk, which they were otherwise not allowed to have. And I think they wanted their kids to associate babysitter time with fun time so oh, the right. parents could go out more often. That's actually not a bad That's idea. That's okay, yeah. To be honest, save that treat for when the babysitter comes, and that way they're not dreading you leaving and you know going yeah. out for the night. I remember my fun babysitter when I was a kid. I mean, she was the absolute best. Her name was Kelly. I forget her last name. But, I mean, we would be so excited if our parents were going out and Kelly was watching us. Did you ever have a babysitter, a female babysitter, that after the parents were gone and everything, that would invite her boyfriend to come over? No. I did. Oh. You did? Oh, and they were definitely banging. Really? Oh, yeah. And I was probably, how old was I at that time? 
I was probably like 10 years old, you know, mm-hmm. old enough to, to know some stuff was going on. So, uh, and your parents obviously never caught wind of it, did they? I didn't tell them. I didn't yeah, really, yeah. you know, yeah. I, don't rem- I don't remember telling them, but uh, you yeah. You can have two boys over. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Just two. Just two. That's yeah. it. We do allow the Eiffel Tower, but yeah. other than that. <laughs> when a threesome becomes an orgy, that's, that's when we get concerned. We draw the line. Uh, yeah, Kathy, here's another one. Said to get, that He was told to give him uh, warm milk and a baby bottle right after every dinner. Uh, he was a fully abled 10-year-old boy. Oh, but boy. that's not yeah. breast milk, not quite the same. Still have to. Still a 10. Uh, so, all right, I like this one. So, <laughs> She said uh, she was told by the mom, if Brady stands by the door, it just means he needs to go out. Open the door and then let him back inside in a few minutes. Like a dog. Brady was a four-year-old boy. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's what it says. Not a dog. <laughs> Uh, here's one. The mom had me put her kids in the car seats and sit in the driveway with all the car doors open while she just hung out inside the house. Five hours of me standing in the driveway watching them sit inside the car. That's like child abuse. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't give the age at all because sometimes... 16 and 18. Babies kind of like the car seat sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they can fall asleep in it, and it can be kind of... So if they were babies, I don't know, maybe she just For needed... Five, five hours is pretty damn that's long. long. <laughs> yeah. No. That's a long babysitting session just to begin with. Another person shared a story that said, on my first day, they sent over an adult male friend of theirs who asked to come in. I said no, and was then told that I was being tested and I had passed. Ah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so they they did a setup. Yeah, that's weird. Isn't that weird? Don't do that. Uh-huh. No, don't do that. Can I come in and take pictures of the children? Yeah. No, you passed. I mean, listen, if you're, like, parents are, you know, when they're young, you are cautious and you might do dumb things like that, but. I, that's, I see, that's weird. I, that's weird for the baby. I see the father going around and putting on like a big mustache and a top hat. <laughs> I'm new in town and I was looking for children to play with. Hang on a second. What does this say? Uh, hang on. Let me go to this text. It says, uh, the first time, first time we, okay. So we lived in the Poconos, uh, when I was young, uh, the first time my parents went out, our teenage babysitter was on the phone with her boyfriend and three bears attacked our house, destroying all the trash <laughs> outside. Oh my God. All right. That's wild. I bet maybe they never came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. After that, right. uh, bears attacked the house. You might be attacked by a bear tonight. We'll go to Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea, good morning. Good morning. All right. Um, you were... Hi. So I had to definitely call in. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I have nannied almost all of my like adult life. Yeah. And the last kids I nannied, which is why I quit, um, I met them through a family friend and... Um, everything seemed good except for the mom would never meet me. And, you know, I understood she was a, you know, registered nurse, super busy. Um, so a month or two goes by and the dad would slowly text, send me a text message asking if he could pay me less and less for what? my services and told me I was nickeling and diming him. But, I was like, oh, I was uh, like, I'm sorry. It's like, you know. He was nickeling diming. Yeah. That's what a crock of crap. Um, but that it doesn't it gets worse. Um, oh, wow. So I, you know, sent the mom a message and I said, hey, look, I was like, I'm, you know, I, I would like to meet you. It's been two months. I've been taking care of your kids day in and day out. Um, and she would read my message and leave, like, left me on red. Oh. Uh, the, the dad eventually called me at like 11 o'clock at night and was telling me about this story of how his na- he thought his neighbor killed his wife. Oh, <laughs> what? And yeah, it was very awkward. Right. <laughs> and um and then I was like, oh, geez. And I'm just thinking, like, he must be lonely because his wife is a nurse. 
and not there at night. Um, then the last time he came to pick up the kids, he was belligerently drunk. And I sent his wife a text message saying, hey, I know we haven't met, but the last time, you know, Jones picked him, the kids up, he was really drunk, took his shoes off, and was relaxing in my house like a year in the place. Um, I have not heard from them since. Wow. <laughs> Do you think she's alive? Alive? Yeah. Were you, were you yeah. maybe texting the, the, him? the, the, the husband account? on another phone? So the odd thing is, like, the first time I watched the baby, um, I have kids of my own, and I realized there was, like, rotten food on the bottom of the baby bag, and the mom's, like, all of her, her wallet, her identification, her, her nurse's, like, um, signing key was in there. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, you know, is everything okay? But, you know, he said it was. All right, so... That's totally weird. All right, so when he's talking about his neighbor killing his wife, is there a possibility that maybe he's the neighbor? Yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking. It it passed my mind. I mean, this was like four years ago now. I have not seen anything on the news. Um, But, yeah, so this is... Yeah, it was That's too effed up. I mean, that's completely effed up, especially when... Uh, he, he, he just in general asking to reduce your fee over and over again. That's pretty uh, presumptuous. And then also, uh, you know, the what mother would not want to meet eventually the babysitter? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's weird. It's usually the All mothers right. that are the more proactive very, with that. Very right. weird. Thank you, Chelsea. Appreciate yep. it. Weird. All right. Uh, Nick pulled up the average hourly rate for babysitters in every state. Uh, are you looking at this? You already see it, Casey. What, yeah. what would you guys guess is the average rate, hourly rate now, for a babysitter? Yeah. Uh, okay. If you want a good one, I'm gonna say between average. I'm gonna say between fifteen and twenty dollars. Okay. What do you guys think? That's what I, I agree. Yeah, it's fifteen twenty four an hour. So we'd probably do twenty bucks an hour. I guess yeah. if we were, you know, I mean, if you find someone sitter. that you like and can yes. rely on, well, you're gonna want to keep pay. them, and yeah. you don't want to share either. Yeah. Like, once yeah. you get a good babysitter, you know, yeah. like it's because you get clued in as to who's available and who's great with kids and 401k, you get protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there was like babysitting, uh, stealing. Oh and yeah, it's I, competitive. I was I wasn't stolen, but I had a neighbor that asked me, and so I asked the family. I said mm-hmm. they want. She was like, "It's fine, but." Mm-hmm. You you come here these days. Like you're you you right. can't like not. And I was like, no, no, I got it, I got it. Yeah, well, I was I using it. If somebody was trying to steal my sitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, I was using it. Yeah, she got the babysitter you got. Can I hire her? <laughs> I had used our interns uh, because I wanted college age students and stuff. So I used like Lizzie Peyton. and and Aaron. No, I never used Peyton. Oh, okay. But uh, Nick started using one of them. I, don't know, it was like I used Aaron. Lizzie a couple of times. She oh, was, was great. Like, come on, that's my babysitter. Well, yeah, I mean, like, uh, so I guess I pilfered Lizzie. But, you did. Um, yeah, uh, Peyton, Aaron, um, uh, Devin. Devin. Devin used to sit for yeah. us, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were lucky to have access to interns uh, who needed to make a little bit of cash on the side. And I they told were, you. They were all great babysitters. The first time Devin came over, uh, Carter took off all those clothes right. and ran through the house. <laughs> he got so excited. Carter's yeah. pretty smart. Smart yeah. young yeah. man. Yeah. Yep. All right, let me go to Katie. Hi there, Katie. Hi, everybody. Hey, what's up, Katie? I pretty good one so i had a friend pass on a family to me and she says they're pretty weird but they pay really well so i figured i'd give it a try i go over it's this huge beautiful house big stone house there's a five-year-old boy and a two-year-old boy and the mom was super intense she's saying to me don't ever leave the five-year-old alone if you have to leave the five-year-old alone you know please call me immediately if you have to make a choice between leaving the two-year-old and the five-year-old alone, leave the two-year-old alone. Stay with the five-year-old. You must always have the five-year-old in your sight. 
So I do it. They pay me well. It wasn't that bad. The five-year-old was pretty bad. A week later, I find out the five-year-old burnt the house down. Oh, what? The kid was an arsonist. Oh, my God. So I didn't ever babysit for them again because I didn't know where they were living. God almighty. Don't ever leave the five-year-old alone. Dude. You had like a bad seed. At five years old. Man. That's wild. And burn the house down. That is crazy. (laughs) Not in a disco kind of way. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Katie. Have a good day, guys. We're going to burn this mother down. (laughs) No, literally. He's going to burn the house down like arson. Like that's that's crazy. Uh, I will go next to Fran. Hi there, Fran. Hey, guys. Sorry to call you at work. (laughs) I'm sorry. What's up, Fran? Um, so many years ago, and Casey, this took take, this took place in Rutledge. Oh, there you go. What? I, I grew up. I grew up in yeah, man, I grew up in Folsom. <laughs> so, um, in in Rutledge, lovely house, very crunchy granola. Yeah. They said, "Oh, Adam can." Oh, oh little boy. My bad. Yeah. Little boy, you can take him out back, water the plants. So we're outside, we're watering the plants. I notice that's weed. That's weed. I'm. Watering weed. Marijuana. You were maintaining their pot garden. Giant marijuana plants. plants. Wow. Wow. So I was like, okay, honey, let's go back in. So um, later I tell my parents, because I'm I'm young and naive, and I'm like, I I think I was just watering marijuana in the backyard of this home. And they're like, you don't know what that looks like. I'm like, I don't know what it looks like. (laughs) Because I'm like 12 or 13. So, um you know, I go on, I babysit for them. And one time I had to go up into their bedroom and I noticed a lot of drying plants. Plants were drying. Oh, there you go. And there I thought, go. wow. They're, <laughs> hmm. So I kind of put two and two together. I'm like, this is, this is a, and so stupid. Didn't even take any, idiot. <laughs> um, so, so, so later uh, on, I, you know, he, he got older, I got older, whatever. We kind of parted ways. Um, I did notice that the, the father was driving me home, and he seemed to be driving really, really slow, and his eyes were super red. <laughs> oh, my God. And, again, I didn't know. I was like, oh, maybe. I, I didn't know. And it was only from Rutledge, and it's Casey, but it's only from Rutledge to Folsom. So it was right. like, boop, boop, like two turns. Yeah. So later on, I come to find out, dude was arrested. Oh. They came in, they busted him, and he went He went bye-bye. Wow. No, no, so he, that's clearly it. It's like the so, show Weeds. So it was a lot, Fran, then I assume, right? It was. It was, it was a lot. It was wow. plentiful. Okay. But, I, I have, um, I have yeah. a few questions. Fran, how old are you? I'm 55, and I, I'm a graduate of Ridley. Okay. So, man, this is probably around the same. Okay. Uh, what street? You want to say that on the air? They already got arrested. doesn't even matter. What street was this on? I want to say Linden. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, the, now the, boy, the boy now would be about... Well, my husband did, like 45. Okay. 40, right. 44 All right. now. All right. Well, the, 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 the meat of the story is the earlier part. Right yeah. now, we can, we can play. Where are they now? Yeah. So this is, this is over 30 years ago. Why, Case, what's your, what's your concern? Well, that guy, the, the, the boy, the, I mean, this is like my age. This, this, is, this is my jam. Yeah, he, and I was in everybody's is, backyard when I was a kid, you know? So he that's is cool. your age, Casey. Wow. Yeah, he would be your age. Okay. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Fran. We appreciate the story. Uh, you're welcome. You need to do a Have past a life one. regression case. Yeah, I you know, you know who it is? No, I don't okay. know it. It's Ricky Pothead. Yeah. Dad wasn't arrested, but um, I found his growing operation in his basement. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. He and, had, while you were babysitting? Yeah, yeah. Ah! I, the, the kids wanted to go in the basement. You and, weren't supposed to see this. <laughs> <laughs> the kids wanted to go in the basement and play, and I was like, okay, whatever. And, and I had babysat for them. 
time after time. And we just, the basement was the dad's, you know, we, we never went down there. And Darren, Darren to the basement. We went down and I, re- I think I was 16. I remember calling my mom. I was like, oh, he has bought in the basement. No, no. <laughs> mother, don't ever go into the basement. Ever. <laughs> And, you know, when you're a kid, like, I thought it was, like, a huge deal. And, you know, my mom was like, okay. And my mom thought it was a huge deal because I found it. But in reality, yeah. like, they were, my parents were good friends with them. So they were like, oh, Kathy found so-and-so's pot. pot. Yeah. Oh, okay. right. That's where mommy gets your pot. Not mommy, but daddy. <laughs> One last story. Then we got a break. I'm going to Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hi, guys. Dilly Balladed. Dilly Balladed. What's up? <laughs> So I was a nanny, and I had a it was a two year old and a four year old, and um, the dad, both parents worked. The dad was working from home one day, and he had a downstairs office, and uh, you know I'm, I'm playing with him, and the little two year old, daddy, daddy, and goes running into his office. I'm like, oh no, like he's you know he must be on a call or something. I got to go grab her, and I open up the office door, and I can see the computer screen, and he's looking at porn. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, working hard. Or hard right. Oh, and it's wow. babysitter porn. Yeah. So, yeah. So I very quickly, like, put my head down to the ground and was looking at the two-year-old. Like, come on, come on. Let's leave Daddy alone. And he, like, very quickly was, like, you know, hitting the keyboard really fast oh, and trying no. to turn it off. And oh, no. It was horrible. It was the most uncomfortable moment of my life. Did it, uh, did it affect you in that you quit going there? Or were you okay? With that. You know, ironically enough, it wasn't too long after that that they ended up um, getting divorced. Oh. <laughs> but from then on in, you didn't shake his hand, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was, I steered clear of him. It was yeah. really, really awkward. Wow. All right. Thanks, Catherine. We appreciate <laughs> thanks, the call. Guys. Yeah. yeah. yeah that a lot of weird things can happen when you're doing your baby, babysitting throughout the year. So, uh, interesting. Thank you for sharing the stories. We do appreciate it. We do, however, have to take a break because we have a guest coming up. It's going to be Liesl Welchel. You remember her from The Facts of Life. Yeah. Uh, she got something else to talk about, so we'll do that in a little bit. In the meantime, I'm going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the Tulip Festival at Dalton Ooh. Farms in Swedesboro, New Jersey. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> we'll take caller number 10. Countless Instagrammable opportunities amid acres of springtime tulips plus a six-acre lake with local f- lake with local food, drinks, and entertainment on the weekends. Uh, for hours, directions, and to purchase tickets online, visit DaltonFarmsNJ.com. Caller number 10 to get a four-pack. We'll be back in a moment. MMR rocks Women's History Month. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dorothy. This is Amy Lee. It's Joan Jett. It's Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm. Hi, I'm Mia Strauss. This is Jen and Corey. With from Skillet. Hey, it's Taylor Momsen from The Pretty Reckless. This is Lilith Starr. Hey, y'all, it's Rebecca and Megan. Together, we're Larkin Poe. Rock and roll is visceral. Rock and roll is powerful. And so are the voices behind it. Women have always been and will always be a driving force in rock history. And our voices... And our instruments are just getting louder. Every day. Getting louder every day. Every single day. So from me, everyone in Hailstorm, from Evanescence, from the Pretty Reckless, from the Black Arts, and WMMR. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for writing the next chapter with us. WMMR. Saluting all the women who've rocked our world. Go kill it, ladies. Our next guest is on to talk about... 
Season 3 of Collector's Call. I'm a huge fan. Uh, it's on at 6.30 Sundays on uh, MeTV, and if you think you have a collection, you should see what these other people have. There's great stuff, uh, yeah. and, and, and she's the perfect host for it, and I'm perpetually fascinated by these things that people collect, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Casey pulled up the Facts of Life theme. I'm not going to play it. Not going to do it? She's heard it, she's, oh, okay. she's heard it so much it's in her life. part. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it is a great song. It is. But we're going to welcome Lisa Welch. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. You know what? Your listeners will thank you because that song gets stuck in your head. Oh, <laughs> yes, it does. By the end of the day. Written by Alan Thicke, which I always like to reminisce about. You know? Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I thought it was, right? And yes. His, and and the- his wife. Gloria Loring sang the theme song. Yep, they were the they were the writing team when they wow. were married. Yeah. All right, so Lisa, uh, this, kudos on the third season of this. Did you think this had the the legs to keep going as it has? Well, I thought it did. You know, we hit a road bump with uh, obviously with the pandemic because we had filmed two seasons, and then you know we and the premise of the show is I go into people's homes and and see these vast collections. And trust me, there's no room to stand six feet apart because there's not. Six feet in any of these houses is yep. not covered in collections. And so we were wondering how we were going to be able to pull that off. But we filmed a couple of shows, a few shows uh, via Zoom remotely, which was turned out to be great because we were able to cover some shows like an incredible Harry Potter show in England and another show in Australia. And, and so it turned out to be a, a kind of a blessing in disguise, but I'm glad to be back on the road. Yeah, I've seen, and I kid you not, I've seen every episode. I, I love stuff like this. I, I collect some stuff my... Uh, myself and and the um, there is a certain passion uh, with people that do this stuff and you are the perfect sort of neutral host. You are interested in the stuff. You may not be a collector yourself, but uh, you're very kind to the people who uh, sometimes are collecting very bizarre things. Uh, but I think you guys did a great job with the whole Zoom thing. But I think it's important for you to be there and and be um, <laughs> be surrounded by these sometimes hoarder level collections. <laughs> I agree with you, but it's a, it's fascinating to me that what appears to be hoarders to those on the outside, they actually have a system and they know where everything is, where where they got it, how they got it, how much they spent for it, the story behind it. So there's you know there's a method to their madness. You know it's amazing, Lisa. And, and again, I've not missed an episode. And, and sometimes you'll encounter people w- who have literally converted their home, their residence into, uh, you know, from wall to wall, all four walls, a, a museum to mm. whatever they're collecting. That is so true. We actually have a collector this season who collects uh, Doctor Who, and he has transformed this entire out back house into what he calls a museum. And yeah. it is museum-worthy. Of, of all these things, you know, we've you've had and you've had some some uh, celebrities. You've had uh, you know Ralph uh, Garman, who's who's uh, you know a good friend of Kevin Smith and in radio for for many years. He has a fantastic Batman collection, and he had like a hidden Batcave and so on and so forth. Do we have anybody on the celebrity level for season three? Yeah, actually, we do. We've been doing more of that in season three, which I'm really glad. A lot of any time the producers can get a little special moment, kind of a shout out. From you know either the maker of the toys or the musician where they collect the guitars or you know somebody really directly related to the collection just to kind of shout out from saying hey you know I see you I see that you've devoted your life to you know what I created yeah. and I appreciate it it's, it's one of my favorite moments of the whole show because you know these people give their life to this and to have the person that they've really given their life to 
validate them means so much. Lisa, what is what is the most collected uh, either genre or uh, or item that 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 you guys encounter? Because I'm sure loads of people contact you and say you need to see my collection. So I immediately think of like Star Wars or something yeah, along right, those lines. Right. What what is what what are ones that are that are really popular that people collect? You know, that's a really, really good question. I don't know because we really haven't covered anything twice. But I will say, it's not really answering your question directly, but what I have noticed is over three seasons, uh, it, for what, for whatever reason, they seem to have created a pinball machine to fit every collection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> nice. I just have a pinball machine. No, you're right. I wanted also to tell people who haven't seen the show, you, you actually have an expert who's sort of appraising what they collect there. And you get sort of a dollar figure, and we're talking. Some of the collections are into you know seven figures and above that oh. that that you're encountering. What what is the what turned out to be the most um, expensive or most valued collection that you've encountered so far, Lisa? You know, the movie poster uh, collection was in in the in the seven figures. I believe that this um, the premiere episode was in the seven figures. But I'll say what really stood out for me the most was the Elvis Presley collection this season. It was a, a, a gentleman and his wife, and they lived in, you know, I don't know if it was a like a double-wide trailer or just a, you know, kind of a tiny home in the middle of nowhere next to some train tracks. The house couldn't have cost more than $40,000. And their Elvis Presley collection was worth over a million, and yet there was never a consideration to sell any of it and... And, you know, live anywhere else. They just, like, live in this little place surrounded by the king. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's funny. So, Lisa, I um, I, I grew up in the 80s. I mean, the facts of life, all, all that stuff was right in my wheelhouse, right in, like, the center point of, of my childhood. I wish that I would have hung on to just... A quarter of my toys, and not even for monetary, but just for for nostalgic reasons, like my old Star Wars figures, my old He Man, uh, my my WWF wrestlers and stuff like like all of that stuff. I would love to just have you know to put on display, not to sell, not to even find out how much it's worth because it probably wouldn't even be worth anything. So you understand these people? I, I really do. But I also want to ask, like, uh, did you have that foresight when you were on the Facts of Life? Do you have anything from the set of the Facts of Life, or any you know, perhaps uh, one of your uniforms? from uh, from the school i sure wish i did but yeah. i did not have the foresight to do that either and mm. nancy mckeon did she she thought and asked for the edna's edibles open and close sign uh, when in, in season three it burnt down so she has that and that is you know it is a coveted item for sure. Well, there there was somebody who collected some things that pertain to uh, the facts life and other other just television stuff in general. I think he had you sign uh, some of the the deal. I wanted to ask you about the um, the uh, episode, the special episode they did uh, with the facts of life in different strokes. They did them with uh, different actors and actresses portraying the iconic characters. You were portrayed, I, I believe, you were portrayed by Jennifer Aniston, correct? That's right. Yeah, and what was what was it like being there and going to do that? Wow, that was one of the most fun times I've had in the last few decades. It was, I mean, I was just kind of geeking out myself. I mean, I was <laughs> getting to meet Jennifer Aniston and John Stewart and 
you know, Will Arnett and Jason Bateman, and Catherine Hahn. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, but what I didn't count on was that they all grew up on our show. So there was kind of just this mutual geeking that out going on. That <laughs> no, that's great. Fun. Yeah, no, it's well-deserved. I mean, it means, as you, you talk about, you're part of something that means a lot. Well, obviously, in this show, means a lot to me as well. But but that, that uh, as somebody who gets involved, and you're, you seem to be a, a, a very positive person, that has to make you feel fantastic. It really does. And my kids got to see it. It was live in front of a studio audience. They got to be in the studio audience. And so obviously they weren't even, you know, a, a, a twinkle in my eye when I was filming it. It was the first time they actually got to experience what was such a big part of my life. And so that just made it exponentially memorable. That's awesome. Excellent. Well, Lisa, with Collectors Call, um, if we have people that are listening right now, they got a pretty impressive collection and are interested in being a part of, let's say, season four, um, how do they get in touch with you guys? Thanks so much for asking. We have a pretty strong presence on social media, and so just go to Facebook or Instagram and look for at um, Collectors Call. You, there's also a link through my website, lisawelcher.com. And then you, there's a thing to fill out, and then if it looks promising, the producers will give you a call and have a conversation about seeing if it, we can make it happen. Excellent. Cool. All right, well, congratulations on the third season. Uh, Sunday, 6.30, MeTV, that is where you can catch Collector's Call. Thank you, Lisa Welch, for being on the show this morning. Thank you. All right, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. All right, oh, and yeah, I can play. On the way out. On the way out, I'll play that. So, but, you know what I thought was pretty damn funny? What was that show? Uh, it was a series. It is now, uh, give me a second here. Um, from uh, 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 Married with Children, Bundy, the, the daughter. Oh, uh, oh uh, Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. And uh, the other gal, uh, Hawkeye's mm-hmm. wife. Yep. Dead to me. Yes. Dead to me. There's a scene where they're getting to know each other, mm-hmm. and she calls Christina Applegate, Applegate Blair. If they were if they were on the facts of life, that she would have been Blair. And she, like, almost gets in a fight, like a physical <laughs> fight with her. Do you ever, ever effing call me Blair? Uh-huh. Like, freaks out over that. I love it. But that's, you know, they're, they're those characters that they played... It was a type, you know. I mean, it, you're oh, you're yeah. a Blair, and you're a Joe, and you're you're a Tootie, you know. And I was just that. watching Romeo and Michelle over the weekend, and they get in a, a, a big, massive fight over who would be Mary Tyler Moore and who would be Rhoda. <laughs> nice. All right, listen. It is No Sad Bro Friday, and the junk drawer she is full. Whoa. We need to clean her out. So let's flip it over, dig around, see what stories we can find. Here I go. There I go. <laughs> By the way, I'm doing that live. I'm applying that that far, and I think I did it very good. This, probably, good. this might be my best time ever. All right, I, and uh, and that was me really reaching into the drawer, rooting around in there. <laughs> so, cherry blossoms. Yes, the blooming cherry blossoms are coming out as we speak. Because we had that little, we had no, that little the cherry blossoms. <laughs> no, I was going to go with this one instead. Oh, we, we had that little warm up. And by yes. the way, the, the greenery has really yeah. sprouted. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. And we're going to get this cool down this weekend, and it sucks. But uh, things have uh, have advanced a little quickly because we had that little boost. And Philadelphia has a wealth Can't of cherry trees. get to freaking sleep. Uh, the, Philadelphia has a wealth of cherry trees. We do. Of uh, varying types. I've seen... I, we have no loons, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> <laughs> nice shot, Norman. <laughs> No, nah, man, you blew its head off. God damn it. 
right. Philadelphia has a wealth of cherry trees. I've seen several that are are blooming, uh, varying types, and they add touches of pink and white and purple around the area. And the Morris Arboretum predicts that the peak bloom dates uh, begin next week. So it's already started, but peak will be next week, March 28th. I'm right near Morris Arboretum. Well, they, so, I, I love go, it it's there. It's beautiful. They it's may have a, you'll yeah. have a chance to really see them. So uh, Sandy Poyakov is the head gardener at the Shofuso Japanese Cultural Center. And Sandy! projects the peak dates to view cherry blossoms uh, in Fairmont Park to be the first two weeks in April. They are gorgeous to see when they're fully in bloom. Averaging around April 8th or so. Um, this is just... Cherry blossoms, not everything. Right. Oh, just cherry okay. blossoms. So I'll tell you what, Preston is right. A lot of stuff is coming up like the, the, a little prematurely. Right, but cherry blossoms come early, and then they, they go away kind of quickly. So That's you such gotta... a shame because next week is going to be rainy and cold. I know. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going <laughs> to we, we have a turn, so it sucks. But nonetheless, uh, there is premiere viewing time coming up soon. Are the first to pop the semen trees? Um, no. They're fairly early, but they're not as early not as these. Not yet. Okay. No. Yeah, because I have a... Big one in my backyard. You do. And nothing yet. I do. Don't yeah, I do. Mm. I like when the petals come off the cherry trees uh, because it looks like it snowed around them the, at the base. You ever notice that? It looks I, like a scene out of uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I have not. Uh, I don't know but, what you mean by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, like but. in his Japanese garden. In like, a, a, you know, oh, okay. he, has a, he has a love of Japanese cinema, and so you'll see all this. If you get a nice day at the end of next week or whatever, or actually probably two weeks from now, it, you know, when the wind picks up a little bit, a little bit of breeze, it looks like a, almost like a snow shower when the petals come off. So D.C. gets the rep for being yeah. a cherry yeah. blossom. It's this week for D.C., they're a little bit ahead of us, and uh, so they have the all the cherry trees and the blossoms around the tidal pools, and people go down. And Is that why it is? Because where they're located? It is. A whole bunch of them. Yeah, and okay. uh, it is uh, impossible to get a hotel room in D.C. this weekend. Oh, no really? For this very reason, yeah. People come from around the world to see oh the, uh, the cherry wow. blossoms in D.C. Uh, wow. Okay. No, I mean, let's go to D.C. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go? <laughs> <laughs> he just hates her, and I don't know why they stay together, but they do. All right. Anyhow, so cherry blossom peak season next week is, or uh, to begin the peak is next week. Um. I don't know if you guys saw this news story, this uh, news story this morning or not, but a fire broke out at the Denver Broncos stadium. Yeah, it was serious yesterday. Yeah, it was pretty big. Uh, several sections of seats uh, were just inflamed, and and I don't know how what? the fire broke out. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, I say that's the last time they'll do uh, a settling torch night. <laughs> uh, so it was uh, in the fourth level at Empower Field at uh, Mile High. I think it started in one of the suites, is what they were saying this morning. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And okay. Then it spread from there. Yeah, we're looking at pictures of it. That's pretty, that's a big blaze. That's, that's substantial. Yeah, stadium officials said the fire took place in a construction zone. I hope it wasn't a chicken finger chafing dish. Near the East Club Lounge. Well, they're not, nobody's playing in there right now. It's, oh, it's, okay. It's pretty much vacant. So it's, uh, they, they just play football there, right? Correct. Is that, yeah. oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. it's Mile High's uh, just where the Broncos, uh, maybe they play soccer there. Uh, um, stadium officials said the fire took place in a construction zone near the East Club Lounge, uh, but investigators haven't said what caused it yet. Uh, but there were around 100 people that were attending an event on the second level. Uh, so I don't know if they were involved in that or not, but mm-hmm. no injuries oh, were reported. Okay, uh, I understand how the fire can start in a suite, but 
outside of the suite. How yeah. does that even happen? What is it burning? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the seats, the actual that yeah. material on the seats. Because they're I think they're seats in case uh, you're covered. So it's like a cushiony. It's not, yeah, it's not like hard plastic. Uh, I think okay. it's got a cushion. There is on. an oily rag seat cover that they use. Uh, and that's terrible. probably mm. problematic. In hindsight, yeah. not a good idea. <laughs> um speaking of fires, I was so sad to see this. There is um a little shop. It's been open for years, and I know the woman's the woman who owns it, her mother started it as a tennis shop. It's in Newtown on State Street. Um, and then the daughter took over and sort of turned it into like a workout. You know, they have tennis stuff there as well, but it's workout clothes. But um, yesterday morning, it caught fire. Oh, no. And, yeah, I don't know how bad it was, but there's apartments above it. So I, I'm mm. not sure if it's where it started or that whatever. Sucks. But I know, like, you know, just a small family owned business. And, you know, I hope that, that it says temporarily closed on their website. I hope, you, Do you know, know the not name sh- of it. Uh, it's called the Pro Shop of Newtown. Oh, mm. okay. Yeah. I don't know. Time to remodel, though. Yeah. 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 That sucks. Wow. All right. Let me see what else we got here. All right. This uh, came from Monday. Christie's Auctions uh, announced that it will sell Andy Warhol's 1964 Shot Sage Blue Marilyn portrait. Such a classic. Of Marilyn Monroe for an estimated $200 million. Oh, my God. Yeah. The auction house said that it expects the painting to become the most expensive 20th century artwork uh, when it goes up for auction in May in New York. Uh, In a statement, Christie's described the 40-inch by 40-inch silk screen work as one of the rarest and most transcendent images in existence. I'm not an art guy, but uh, when we were in the Art Institute of Chicago, they had, um, you know, a bunch of Andy Warhol stuff there. And I I, I was like, okay, this to me is an an iconic look, right? Uh, just what he does, and and so you know, looking at this picture, it's it's um, pretty insane to believe that that's a painting and that's not just like a colorized photo of her. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure how it was achieved. I'm not sure if it was not like a rotoscoped um, uh, photo. Well, it was on silk, so I thought maybe it was a silk screened yeah. uh, thing, but it was definitely painted. Well, no, it's, well, when you said painting, um, that's what I just I. That's a good question. Nick, pull up the information on uh, on that, and it, it should explain what type of medium it is, if it's oil on canvas and things like that. They're usually uh, labeled that way in he, he's, uh, galleries. So pop art was kind of what mm-hmm. he, like with the famous uh, Campbell's soup can, mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. I, I, I always found his stuff interesting. Yeah, me too. And I know that, uh, Nick, you had gone through with your oh. girlfriend, who is an artist, and she was able to point out things to you that um, normally you, you just kind of sort of gloss over that, like, hang on. This must sh- have been during his love boat period. Well, no, uh, your, your, your eyes are perceiving shade over here, but that's actually it's blue. Oh, yeah, right? I, wow. I have an untrained eye when it comes to it, and she's oh, a professional too. artist, and so she'll say to me and, and show me things where it's like, there's a reason why the artist did it here, and I would never have picked up on that without. Yeah. It's like when you, if you get a good tour at a museum, they're going to point out things to you that you're not just not going to see on your own, and yeah. that's what she was doing for me. Shapes and colors, things like that. I, I have a hard time looking beyond the big. Right. You know what I mean? And and well, and the, and diving in and, and looking at at really what that is, <laughs> what the how, what the. <laughs> How they put that paint on there and made it look like it's, you know, a reflection or whatever it may be. Obviously, we almost always only see the finished product. Mm -hmm. What it it takes to get to the finished product, to me, is fascinating. Because the number of layers that you have to do, where they start, you know, the the stuff that goes on first before it comes to the end. Like, that to me is, that's why they are artists. That's why, they you know, they are the skill. And somebody like Warhol was an original. There's a perfect example of that and what, what your eye is perceiving and being suggested 
by the the different colors. There is a they used to it used to be big in movies and, and still used a little bit what they call matte paintings. So they would do um, you know the like a famous matte painting artist like Albert Whitlock could take a city and and paint the skyline in a way to make it look dystopian. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at it from a you know back, it looks oh my god, those are buildings are destroyed. When you get close, you're just seeing there's not even really definable building shapes, but your eye assimilates it mm-hmm. in that way and says, that's the rubble of some building. The the, the tricks that you can do, it's pretty amazing in, in uh, places like um, <clears throat> Disney and, and uh, Universal Studios will use things like forced perspective. Yes. It's so like when you're walking up and you're seeing Hogwarts Castle and you're like, my God, it's it, gigantic. Yes. No, they just make the stuff that's on the top smaller. Yep. So it looks like oh, it's really? further away and you think that it's bigger than it actually is. Huh. Wow. It's incredible what artists can do. By the way, it says here, Casey Warhol first began creating silk screens of Monroe following her death in August 1962. And I don't really know how silk screening works. I've seen it done, but I don't know all the details behind that. Marissa? So there's a really great documentary right now on Andy Warhol on Netflix. It's it's a little wild. It's a little eccentric. Um, but it shows him making those silk screens where you... Um, it's kind of like if you guys have ever seen a t-shirt press where they, yeah. they put the paint on it. And then it they roll... They, 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 yeah, they... Like scrape it back yep. and forth. That's what the silk screening is. All right, so that that's what that's this what would this be. Is, yeah, but Rob Lowe oh. is in the documentary. Bravo! Yeah. Who knew that he was one of those Warhol people? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they talk about how much he would be in heaven right now with the Kardashians. Oh, I, so yeah. He loves... Yep. That's why he was on the love boat. Yeah, He's a, yeah. a fan of pop culture. Wow. And okay. uh, Casey, to answer your original question, it did start with photographs. So Warhol used photographic images for his uh, silk screens. Okay. And so this photo, you would use a photograph of Marilyn Monroe and then silk screen it to get to the finished product. So, but, but it was his choice of... The colors yes. and, the, and the layout of it that made it so iconic and just, you know, okay. an image. It, it wasn't necessarily him, you know, taking uh, a, uh, a paintbrush to canvas. Okay. Uh, it's amazing Marissa. stuff. Yeah, it goes through and it talks about how he got to start, like, drawing doodles in Harper's Bazaar for the fashion, for different um, fashionistas. Yeah. And then he went into photography and then it wasn't until the soup can that his career took off like decades later. Wow, okay. So the he, he produced four known as the shot Marilyns, all equal in size with different colored backgrounds. A shot sage blue Marilyn portrait uh, has her with a pink face, ruby lips, yellow hair, and blue eyeshadow sets, as set against a sage blue backdrop. At an unveiling at Christie's headquarters uh, in Manhattan, Rotter said that the portrait stood alongside Sandro Botticelli's Birth of Venus, Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa and Pablo Picasso's Les Demos, uh, Demoiselles, I can't pronounce that, as categorically one of the greatest paintings of all time. Uh, Christie's is selling that on behalf of uh, Thomas and Doris uh, Amon Foundation. And by the way, in 1998, Sotheby sold the orange Maryland one for $17 million, but this one is priced at $200 million. You know how much it sold for in 1967? No. Five grand. No. Kidding. Imagine buying that. Oh <laughs> my God. I know. That's crazy. All right, let's see what else we got here. Junk drawer. Uh, the NFL is teaming up with Status Pro, a sports tech and gaming startup that specializes in extended reality experiences using athlete data 
on an NFL-licensed virtual reality simulation video game. Uh-huh. Okay, what's the name of this kind of Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. They're called Status Pro. Okay, so um, buy the stock in that right now. Because um, if the NFL, you know, multi-billion dollar industry sure. that it is, if they're getting behind it. I have played a VR. I have a VR game. Uh, it's a Football game? Yeah, so okay. it's, it's a Patrick Mahomes VR football game. Um, and it's pretty wild. I mean, you're throwing passes to people. You have a um, a, uh, a rush coming in, defensive rush coming in. And That's pretty cool. It, it is really, really neat. Now, the graphics are, you know. Yeah. Well, to, get to make enough. them just okay. Like, for example, they've gotten better and better, like with the PS uh, VR and with the Oculus. Uh, th- there's a lot of pretty seamless stuff, but it's still... Still a little bit more, and it'll be you know where you 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 uh, those moments that take you out of the game. Yeah, but this is cool. We're looking at a little bit of it now, Case. It looks pretty wild. So, Case, how do you how do you move to get out of the way of the the rushers and stuff like that? Do you use a, um, a joystick or? Well, no, you got you got to like like duck and, and step to the side and, and so stuff. you do skip physically move. A yeah, little you bit skip to the loom, darling. Because listen, we we have a, we have Oculus at home, and sometimes you can end up on the other side of the room and not even realize it. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh my god, I mean, you know, some of my favorite uh, videos oh my. are people with the things on. There's yes. one where a dude runs squarely into the wall. He's, you just see him there, and he's obviously reacting to something, and then he just full bore runs into the wall. There's one where this guy's doing a boxing one, <laughs> and this little oh, kid dude. walks oh, in, no, and I, I feel it. horrible, but I mean he connects, just yeah. punches him right in the face, and is like, oh, dude, he oh, the, felt horrible. The guy yeah. punching the TV is pretty hilarious, too. <laughs> uh, so the game is slated to be available on MetaQuest, which is now, that's Oculus, yeah. right? Yeah, Isn't yeah, it? yeah M-E-T-A. Okay. Uh, and uh, Sony PlayStation VR headsets, but otherwise there are scant details. Uh, the league and Status Pro say that the game will let users play like a professional football player through a first-person 3D immersive experience. Additional info, including release dates and pricing, will be announced at a later date. I think, like, LeBron James is, is going to be investing in this. I, I read a list of investors. Ready Player One was on last night, Preston, and they have, like, the, you know, he's on that mat yep. that moves uh, that, we, you know, where you can see. Omnidirectional. Yeah, so if you get that, if you get something that's immersive like that, yep. that's that's the next level. I think that is the game changer in, uh, like, like, for example, I'm playing Resident Evil 4 on the on the Oculus. Yeah. Uh, again, and, and, you know, it's a really cool experience. Um, and I'm good with the movement, and, and obviously it's it's loading quickly. But if you had that ability to be actually walking on a mat yes. and walking around. And running if you want right, to. That would and add, not have to fear of, of uh, going Running anywhere. into a wall. Yeah. And imagine what that sensation would feel like. You would think that you're really running well, in, in a real environment. If you know you, what I mean? If you take the element of as immersive as it is now in their time. I mean, you get... If you were nervous playing a regular 2D, and sometimes oh. I would with Resident Evil, it's like, yeah. really scary. Yep. In this level, forget yeah. it. Yeah, yep. and Price, I thank you for turning me on to that World War One flying game, which is really cool. It's wild. Yeah, and it's and for me, just feels real. It feels real. You're not going super duper fast, you know, but yep. uh, you have this sensation, and you're you're looking all around. You're like, okay, I got the, you know these guys on my tail, or you know these people below. Um, it's it's neat. Yep. A uh, lot of good stuff in the VR world and more. is It's going to get more and more immersive and, and better tech as we go along. All right, back into the junk drawer. A new male contraceptive is on the horizon. University of Minnesota researchers say that they've created a non-hormonal form of male birth control. Huh. Uh, but the research is only preliminary. Uh, they say it works by targeting how our bodies interact with vitamin A, 
which is known to be essential to fertility in mammals. Uh, the hope is their finding would be enough to induce long-lasting but reversible sterility with few side effects elsewhere in the body. Uh, they say that uh, the research looks promising so far in trials of mice, uh, but that clinical trials Those are horny ass mice. the definitive test for the safety of any drug candidate. How do they get them to swallow the pills? That's the mice? crazy. Yeah. yeah. They get a really hot picture of a mouse. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want that? You think um, you could handle that? So I don't know, man. What do you got? In my in my days, in my solo days, I would have been kind of excited about that, I guess. Yeah. No, you don't have to worry about it. No, I don't have to worry about that. Snip that old I just would drive to the gas station and get my bareback condoms. <laughs> <laughs> and done. Uh, so if things go according to plan, researchers hope to start early stage clinical trials in people uh, by the later half of this year. So this will benefit guys who have sex with mice. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. I don't know. But uh, nonetheless. You're so uh, big. They're working <laughs> Yeah, handle that. You want all that? Oh my god! All right, what else? Speaking of big, speaking of big, uh, it is extremely rare to find a complete skeleton of a dinosaur. It's even more rare to find it twice. Stan, the T Rex, a massive, mostly complete skeleton of one of the most legendary species of dinosaurs known to Earth, was found. And then vanished after a mysterious auction. And we've covered a little bit of this before, but there's more to it. Yeah, Eminem people... made it into a song. <laughs> no, not that. That oh. was a good song, Stan. No, but no, The Rock the was rock. involved in this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dwayne Johnson was involved in this. So the enormous fossil was sold in October of 2020 for more than $30 million to an unknown buyer. And then it vanished from public view, leaving the paleontologist community clamoring for clues as to its whereabouts. Uh, National Geographic's uh, Michael Greshko revealed Wednesday that Stan is bound for a museum in the uh, United Arab Emirates capital, Abu Dhabi, uh, potentially putting the rest of widespread concerns that the uh, invaluable fossil would have rendered inaccessibility to study. So it will be back in public display. So <laughs> the story began in the early 1990s. The nearly 40-foot-long Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton was unearthed in South Dakota. Uh, the skeleton stood at a private institute in the state for two decades before a legal dispute forced its sale. It was sold uh, for $31.8 million to an anonymous buyer, making it the most expensive fossil uh, at, at auction ever. So we're seeing it displayed here in its original spot, but what will Abu Dhabi do? <laughs> I did it again! My man! <laughs> At least you two are on the same page. <laughs> uh, I would like Wait, to see... Wait, what was that from, the Abu Dhabi do? It's a Flintstones what... joke. and It's a... Uh, they... Uh, I'm, I'm going to mess up the setup. But <laughs> Didn't it's... Andy Kaufman do it, too? I they, think they, so. They, they, it maybe. It's an old joke. Yeah. Uh, they never do the, the Tyrannosaurus in a... Uh, it's always in a walking... Yes, um, leaning yeah, forward. Yeah, leaning forward. I'd love to see it in, in like an attack posture. So, what's they, the difference between the people of Dubai and the people of Abu Dhabi? The people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the people in Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty good. There it is. <laughs> but what was the song that Annie Kaufman would do with the with the uh, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi way? That was it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So they not only feared the fossil would be sealed behind closed doors, but worried the price tag would accelerate the gold rush of fossil privatization, which threatens to remove more and more bones from the realm of research and education. So 
Here's where The Rock came in. Don The Rock, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Don's his, his, his tail in front of the there. Uh, I'm so, Don The Rock Johnson. <laughs> I think we'll take it in a scooch and a crotch, and I think you'll be good for the event on Saturday. Thanks, Rock. <laughs> uh, so a giant T-Rex skull was spotted by um, The Rock, sitting next to The Rock during a television interview. And uh, people had speculated that it was Stan because he had actually said, hey, this, uh, this, uh, he was asked about it. He said, yeah, that's Stan. He's a T-Rex. But apparently it was a replica. Okay. And that Stan. happens. Those, by the way, the replicas are that are made, they're incredibly expensive. I want to say that replica was somewhere in the neighborhood of like $20,000 yes, or something. I remember that. Pretty you know expensive. who's interested in buying a full skeleton and, and actually was in negotiation uh, at negotiation level Nicholas Cage. Oh, really? Like, But we're talking millions of dollars he was prepared to spend. So uh, Greshko, the, the guy we were talking about earlier, spotted a clue in monthly U.S. export totals, specifically an entry for $31,847,000 stands precise price that was due for the Arab Emirates. And so they tracked him down and they found out the Natural History, History Museum Abu Dhabi announced Wednesday that it will house Stan as part of an ambitious exhibit and research program to chronicle and study the history of life on Earth. So, mystery solved. Bam! No, we're done. Oh, that's it? I ain't got no more. I'm, I'm out of, uh, I'm out of uh, junk drawer. Thank you for letting me clean that out because it gets backed up very, very quickly. Uh, with that, we need to take a break, and we also need to give something away. I have got a case of Troganator Double Bach. Yeah! And we'll take call number 13 at 215-263-WMMR. The Troganator Double Bach yeah! is a beer for people who love beer, layered with notes of smooth caramel stone fruit and Fresh toasted grains. <laughs> Enjoy the Troganator Double Bach. Yeah! At Choice Deli located at 1642 South Street in Philly. 215-263-WMMR. Coming back with the Bizarre File. Sure, we're all friends. We may as well go with something that has the power to take it all. But when it comes to bragging rights for MM Arch Madness, the ship of Pierre would hit the ground. It's every DJ for themselves. Yeah, Preston, what? Watch the full draft now. On from the big four, Brent. On WMMR.com. I'm extremely excited about that one. I swear that this morning when we were doing the connoisseur that I brought up the best desserts in the country, I was not trying to get people to bring stuff to us. No, I know that. But they did but. anyway. Uh, what was her name, uh, Marissa, who just popped in? I'm sorry. I did not write down her name. Uh, that was Lindsay. Lindsay had dropped by the bakery this morning, and uh, she said I was just saying hi to my mom, and AJ was like, hey, go take cannolis to Preston's Oh, uh, So from Isgro, right? From Isgro's, yep. Uh, 10th and Christian, and she brought by <laughs> everything. Uh, and there, there's there's everything from uh, tiramisu to rum cake to what something she called the lobster table, which looks but, really right. yummy. Yeah. I was like, what's that? Uh, it, it's, it's a, it looks kind of like a croissant, if you will. Okay. And uh, there's cannoli and um, there's a, a key lime stuff and these peach soaked sponge cakes. It's and, a lot of goodness. Wow. Like schnapps. This yeah. looks like my um, Christmas Eve or Christmas dinner dessert. There like, you this go. This is what my family does. We get a whole thing of this, mm-hmm. throw a knife on it, and then everybody goes crazy. There you go. Crazy. I love doing that. We do that yep. sometimes. We'll buy a whole bunch of desserts and yeah. say, all right. Cut them up. 
Just to, you know, here's here's a community knife. Cut off whatever you want and take it of, of anything. I love that. And then we also have all this Easter candy in the studio, which um, the guy, you read the, the email yes. earlier, and he said that, uh, you know, he knew that Casey and I always um, gave up sweets for Lent. But Casey, you, you had I did some... not. Okay. No. I, did not. <laughs> I actually didn't get anything I was just Lent. wondering. Well, uh, well thank you uh, to Lindsay and East Grow and that's uh, that's how you go into the weekend. That's Too kind. No sad yes. part. Friday, all the way. All right, let's do let's do the bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, let's get into the B file stories. We will start with man. Every one of these I've started with has had a dead person in it. Yeah. Uh, but this is certainly strange. This is in Washington State. A 25 year old woman has been found dead near Wallace Falls. Uh, Police suspect psychedelic mushrooms played a part. So Lee Coupler was out for a hike at the falls with her partner last Friday when she ran into a pair of young women. Go to the seahorse party. (laughs) Uh, Coupler said at one point she was standing there and she fell straight back onto the ground, hitting her head on the rocks. Wow. According to Coupler, the women appeared intoxicated but not drunk. Uh, One of them had torn clothing and dirt on her face. And she said she hugged us and said, I hope you enjoy this trail. And then she hugged her friend. After that, she took a couple of steps back and was uh, standing looking at us. And then she fell straight back, hitting her head again. Coupler tried to help the hikers, but they refused. Her friend was just saying that everything was fine and to leave them alone. Uh, Concerned for their safety, she called 911. Uh, the last words she said I exchanged with her were good luck and I hope everything's okay. The next morning, a search and rescue crew found 25-year-old Alistar Mulf of New Jersey uh, dead near the Wallace River. You got to be on your game when you're hiking out like that. Yeah. You can't be tripping. Uh, the sheriff's office said that both the women were under the influence of mushrooms. Uh, the trail to Wallace Falls can be dangerous because there are cliffs along the way. And it isn't hard for people to get in trouble when they're sober. Experts say the odds of something bad happening increases exponentially under the influence of psychedelics. Wow. An Italian tourist was fatally attacked by a shark off a Caribbean island. The 56-year-old victim, Antonio Abruzzi, was swimming near a cliff off of Colombia's San Andreas Island Friday. Hell with that. He he was bitten in the right leg by an eight-foot tiger shark, and he died of severe blood loss. Wow. Uh, The incident occurred in a popular snorkeling area about 235 miles off the coast of Nicaragua. Uh, The diving instructor, Mirla Zambrano, said that the incident was the first shark attack on a tourist in San Andres, San Andres, Andres, and they said a witness said the man was attacked. Uh, the man who was attacked was a good swimmer and had been in the sea for quite a while. And he went further out a second time after coming back towards the shore and began to shout out for help and was surrounded by blood. That's horrible. Man. All right, um, oh, that's another horrible one. Let's skip the horrible one. Stomped to death by an elephant? Uh, no, but it's pretty messed up. How about uh, this? One man is in custody. After St. Louis police say he tried to carjack two officers who were in a fully marked police car at the time. Officers were responding to a call for shots. And you better not call the cops. uh, For shots fired around 3 a.m. on Saturday morning when police say the man uh, stepped into traffic, walked to the passenger side of the vehicle, and pointed a handgun at them. The officers were able to maneuver out of harm's way while the suspect simultaneously discovered he was attempting to carjack a fully marked police car. I need to accommodate your vehicle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, the the suspect took off running and uh, assisting officers found the suspect and took him into custody. No injuries were reported. 
A 17-year-old told police that he attacked a man outside a pizza shop because he needed money for snacks. He is uh, charged with aggravated assault, conspiracy, receiving stolen property, drug, and char- other charges. He was uh, denied bail. Police were called to JNS Pizza at about 4.30 a.m. for the report of an assault. A man who had been running a leaf blower on the sidewalk outside the pizza shop said that he was attacked. All he had to do was mention what he wants to eat on his radio show. Uh, the, man said, <laughs> <laughs> the man said he was rushed by one male who sucker punched him in the face and another male pointed a gun at him. The man told police that he was struck more uh, three more times in the back of the head. The attacker then fled a silver car using a license plate reading cameras. Police identified the car. Oh. It was spotted. They pulled it over. They took the males into custody. Police said they found a silver revolver sticking out from underneath the front yeah. passenger seat and more. Uh, when the officers interviewed the 17-year-old, he told them that he had uh, the gun and put it to the alleged victim's head a few times. And he said that he did this because he needed money for snacks. For snacks. And that was the motivation in robbing him at gunpoint. Yeah. All right, and uh, let's see. Uh, This is a good one. A fifth grader is credited with preventing a crash Thursday after his bus driver suffered a medical emergency while taking students from uh, home from school. Uh, What happened to the driver? Uh, The incident happened when the driver of the bus uh, drove slowly into a curve on the road. Essentially, I guess he just kept going straight. Passed out? Uh, They said one of our, in in a statement, the uh, school said one of our students, fifth grader uh, Sujan Singh, Recognized the driver was having an emergency. He jumped into action, hit the brakes on the school bus. Uh, the bus jumped a curb before stopping short of hitting a streetlight, and the boy's actions were heroic. Uh, police responded to the scene, said the bus driver was taken to an emergency room. His condition was not immediately available. So whatever That's amazing. It was, yeah, so uh, the kid jumped in. All right, and then we'll do one more story, and we'll wrap it up. Another oddity to add to the growing list of weird things spotted on Google Maps. A couple were caught out having sex on the hood of a car by a Google camera. Uh, The pair were seen on (laughs) Dukes Highway uh, in Keith, South Australia, as the van drove by. Uh, While it's impossible to say whether or not they were having sex for real or merely posing for the cameras after spotting the van, it's not something you see every day on Google Street View. That's People uh, try to orchestrate getting on the Street View. Uh, The images were initially taken in 2013, but have now been rediscovered on a Reddit thread. Uh, It's not the only strange thing to crop up on Google Maps recently. The Internet was left baffled last month. After someone came across what appeared to be a child stuck in a trash can, uh, the discovery was made by a TikToker who had posted screen recordings of his findings on Google Maps to his 1.1 million viewers. So from time to time, yeah, you'll see something weird. And that is it in the bizarre file. Uh, We're going to take a break. When we get back, we will ask a lesson question of you, and we'll also get to the trash and the music news. So make sure you hang close because that's coming up next. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, today being a Friday and all its 
No sad broness all day long. We head into our weekend. I have a lesson question that's coming up, but we're not going to do that yet. Casey wants me to go to this call because it's superstition. Yes. Is that what the deal is? Yep. Okay. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Jennifer? Well, I called last year to, um, you know, have a, a shard out, a live shard out for the Cardinal O'Hara girls basketball team. They were in the state championship last year. Mm-hmm. And now this year they're defending the title. Um, oh, so you called in and they won last year. Yeah, so uh-huh. I figured I have to do everything the same. We're, we're going to the yeah. same place for lunch, everything. So. <laughs> you got to do everything, yeah. Wait, do you have a student? Hoping they have the same, hoping they have the same IPA beer that we had last year. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a child that's a student on the team? No, my daughter is an assistant coach. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. Gotcha. So all the right. girl that I graduated high school with, Chrissy Donahue, she's now uh, Chrissy Dugan, she is yeah. the head coach. And... Um, the Cardinal O'Hara girls basketball team, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm change it. The Cardinal O'Hara women's basketball team is a juggernaut and has been for decades. It's a and dynasty, right? An absolute dynasty. They just win, you know, Catholic league title after Catholic league title. The state title is nothing, you know, short of just you know amazing. And what they've done so far this year. So they're going up against. Uh, I don't even know how you pronounce this. Chartiers Valley uh, basketball program. Uh, so the game tonight uh, is in Hershey. So they're going to defend their state title. I have every and they, confidence. They played that same team last year, so it's a repeat of the game. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. So the game is at five o'clock, and uh, you know if you if you follow Cardinal Hare on Twitter, uh, there if you can't make it out to the Giant Center in Hershey, you will be able to watch the game. Uh, they have the link on there. It's it's a pinned tweet uh, that is uh, that is on their their Twitter site. Hey, the 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 dynasty level. How how many have they won state championships? Chips year after year after year. Is that the I, story? I, I don't know at the state level, but no, I just I know at the at their the, sec, They won one last year. I, yeah. I that may be their only one at the and Catholic the League Catholic level. League championship. They won Catholic League this year. Yeah. So, but at the Catholic yeah. League level, they and 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 really and and it's been them and and Archbishop Carroll that are. The two juggernauts in the area, but for as long as I can remember, they just keep winning. And I don't know how they do it. Uh, you know, you know, it's probably coaching. I think it's Chrissy Donahue that's uh, that's Absolutely. the reason. Behind it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. All right. So good luck, ladies, well, thank women. You so much. All right. Thank you. And oh, you wanted a shard out, right? Oh yeah. Sure. So there you go. There you There's go. Shard. All right. Thank you, Jennifer, and good luck to uh, Cardinal O'Hara girls basketball. Lesson question today, and a four-pack of tickets for the Bevy Long Drink Party Zone at the Wings game when they play the Bandits on Thursday, March 31st. The question is, uh, quick and simple one, at the Sticky Theater, what time does Pizza Dog air? Pizza Dong air. I messed that up. At the Sticky Theater, what time is Pizza Dong airing? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We mentioned that in the 7 o'clock hour. Let's see if you know. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. The wait is over. Rita's is now open and serving up all of your favorite frozen treats. You can stop by for some happiness. With a delicious Italian ice or creamy frozen custard. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Preston, you just mentioned the Marilyn Monroe painting by Andy Warhol selling for $200 million, which you may not know is that included in that astronomical price 
is a gold-plated certificate of authentication as well as a deluxe Hickory Farms meat and cheese basket. Wow! Now a little more appetizing? (laughs) I think so. Bridgerton star Simone Ashley shared details about season two of the Netflix hit, saying they are really upping the nudity to remain competitive with other shows. Ashley told Porter Magazine, quote, there is so much D in this season, you'll feel like a urologist. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, a movement to remove Queen Elizabeth as head of state of Jamaica is reportedly gaining traction. As part of an agreement, the queen will relinquish all influence over governmental issues, but will continue to receive her annual complimentary resort dreadlocks. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood trip. All right, we will see if someone knows the answer to the question at the Sticky Theater. What time is Pizza Dong airing? And I am going to go to Nicole and see if she has that answer. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Hi, Preston. Good morning. All right, Nicole, what time is Pizza Dong airing at the Sticky Theater? That would be 4 p.m. 4 p.m., yeah. yeah. Hang on, Nicole. You're going to go to the Wings game. We're going to set you up in the Bevy Long Drink Party Zone. Four tickets, by the way. The Wings are playing the Bandits on Thursday, March 31st. And you can enjoy discounted drinks, lawn games, and giveaways in the Party Zone while standing at turf level. And you're just feet away from the action. Tickets for the Party Zone are $27 and available only at WingsLAX.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I brought you by New Jersey Transit. We all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Text suspicious activity to NJTPD. Just a few stories to run by you today. We'll start with uh, the band that Dave Grohl created, the fictional band Dream Widow. Music from them will be released as a digital EP today with physical formats coming at a later date. The Dream Widow music was featured prominently in the Foo Fighters horror comedy film Studio 666, which is now available on demand. Last month, Dave had a... as a Let's try this again. Last month, Grohl, as self-proclaimed effing 80s thrash metal kid told Rolling Stone that he's been heavily influenced by bands that he worshipped back in the day. He said, I have my memories. You'll hear a lot of those influences in Lacrimus de Ibrius, which is a 13-minute metal metal epic performed in the film. Uh, He said, because for, for, uh, for that song, I put maybe four or five of these sections together in this big, long thing. So that stuff comes out today. Speaking of Foo Fighters... Uh, the Foo Fighters Live at Wembley Stadium concert film is set to premiere on a- AXS TV or Access TV on April 2nd as part of the network's week-long Grammy Week celebration. Cool. The special programming will be across your cable satellite channels, websites, apps, and social platforms from Monday, March 28th through Saturday, April 2nd. One song on the new Weezer album was directly inspired by Shakespeare. Lead singer Rivers Cuomo saw a performance of Romeo and Juliet four years ago at the Ohio Shakespeare Festival and afterwards wrote wrote the song titled Opening Night. In an interview, he talked about sitting under the stars, watching the production with his wife, and he journaled about it and described the scene. And then a few years later, he was reading over his notes and started the song. He said Opening Night specifically mentions seeing Romeo and Juliet under the stars, the lyrics name, Shakespearean characters uh, from other plays such as Hamlet and Falstaff. Uh, the current single is called A Little Bit of Love that's out right now from their album Spring, uh, S-Z-N-Z, Seasons. Hailstorm. 
release a graphic novel this Halloween, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the band's 2012 EP, Hello, It's Ms. Hyde, and the subsequent album, The Strange Case of, uh, the Strange Case of uh, called Hyde Manor. Uh, Blabbermouth.net reports that the novel depicts the members of Hailstorm encountering sinister doppelgangers of themselves within the decrepit halls of Hyde Manor. Mirror reflections independently talk back and photographs transform to reveal sordid prophecies, leading the band to slowly succumb to madness while recording a new album. Make that into a movie. So that's coming out. Yeah, maybe so. They'll do the graphic novel first yeah. and... Maybe end up with a movie. We'll have to say they're in the first matchup today, right? It's a uh, hailstorm versus shine down at noon. If yeah. I have that right, that is correct. Okay. Yep. So it's coming up. Thank you, Nick. Uh, Metallica is teaming up with the Coda Collection for several upcoming live performances and documentary films set to arrive exclusively on the platform this spring. Seven titles will be available to stream for the first time ever, which will span the bit. It's okay. Hang on a second. Take a drink. I heard the bubble. Yep. We'll <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think that was from the cannoli. How <laughs> was it? Delightful. Was it good? Delightful. I haven't had yes. one yet. Seven titles will be... <laughs> Seven titles... <laughs> ...will be available to stream for the first time ever. Everyone's which... so supportive here. <laughs> Jump on it, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to. Uh, which will span the band's four-decade history together, uh, beginning with the release of Cunning Stunts. Oh, man. <laughs> And Argulo, Passion y Gloria, Tres Noches en uh, la Ciudad de México. Yes, which of course. Are available now. Uh, two separate anniversary concerts called Metallica 40th Anniversary Live will be released on March 31st and April 7th, respectively, featuring all new edits and fully remixed audio. Hang on. I have a nut under my tongue. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. I knew you guys would like that. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> <laughs> the special two-night event celebrates 40 years of Metallica at San Francisco's Chase Center, by the way. All right, and one last thing. Paul Simon will be the latest artist to receive a massive Grammy salute. Oh. Rolling Stone reported the tribute concert billed as Homeward Bound, a Grammy salute to the songs of Paul Simon will take place on April 6th at L.A.'s Hollywood Pantages Theater. Uh, in addition to Simon, who will be performing, others who've randomly signed on include uh, Brandy Carlisle, Brad Paisley, Billy Porter, Little Big Town, Rhiannon Giddens, Dave Matthews, Angelique Kijo, Shaggy, Irma Thomas, and Trombone Shorty, with other acts still to be announced. Trombone Shorty. Yeah. Uh, tickets for the event go on sale this Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Or they, no, I'm sorry, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Via they, I thought they would take the audience of the Grammys and they just hang out and they do the special. Right? No, apparently it's separate audiences. How about uh, that? And, and I, it might be separate theaters. Yeah, because it's, it's at the Pantages Theater. I don't yeah, think that's where they do the that's Grammys. An old, that's one of the old classic... Um, cherished theaters in uh, in uh, Hollywood. So it will air on CBS later this year with some additional pre-taped performances and appearances as well. It's Those things are great. I love them. They do such a great uh, tribute. And that is all I have in music news. Let's take a break and when we get back, we wrap up the show. We give away our Word of the Week prize and make everybody happy. So stay close and we'll talk to Pierre about the matchups coming up for MMR Madness. Stay there. Preston and Steve. 
Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday, as we're getting ready to wrap things up, weather-wise, we have a nice day today. This is the day to enjoy. Tomorrow's okay. Yeah. But today's definitely better. We're going to have uh, sunshine and 61 degrees, some clouds here and there. And uh, tomorrow, um, we have some afternoon sun, temperatures a little cooler, high of about 54. But then Sunday, wrapping up your weekend on a colder note, the high will be 45. It's going to be windy and cloudy. And then Monday, even colder. 36 will be the high. So I thought we were kind of done with those. But as uh, uh, Pierre was saying yesterday, she's fickle. She is March. fickle. And yes. April can be fickle as well. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, nonetheless, a little bit on the cooler side. I would like to thank Miss Litza Welch for being on the show this morning. Me TV's original series is called Collector's Call. And it's back. On his third season with some new episodes. It's a new time. Sunday at 6.30. Yeah, it yeah. used to be at 10 o'clock at night on Sunday. Oh. Now it's right around Love Boat time. Whoa. A better time. That's nice. <laughs> Life doesn't get better. Oh, excellent. All right, and uh, is Pierre here? Uh, he is. Yes. Uh, All right, because I want to do the letter of the day. also want to talk about uh, MMR's March Madness. Yes. Because uh, some interesting things happened yesterday. Hey, and it's always a surprise. There he is. Yes. Oh, clean, <laughs> bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Fresh as a daisy, all yeah. set to go. How you doing, man? Oh, Excellent. Wonderful. Shall we do business first? Do the letter? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we. Go. All right. Yeah. yeah. Here we Preston go. and Steve on ninety WMMR. Now the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter S, as in Superman. All right, and we'll take the eighth caller. At 215-263-WMMR and award you with our Word of the Week prize if you do indeed know the Word of the Week. Uh, you look like you're raring for a Friday, which is cool. I am. Let's talk about the elephant in the room right now. Grateful Dead beaten by Fleetwood Mac <laughs> yesterday. And, sir, I feel for you. I was listening to the matchup live as it happened. I was with my daughter in the car. Now, you know Fleetwood Mac is Steve and I. It's our band yeah. in the MMRch Madness. I, I, I didn't I didn't remember that. I'm oh, you sorry. didn't remember that? No. Are we the only ones that have been talking about that? Because I heard Jackson and Sarah yesterday, and they weren't touching on any of the ownership yeah. that the jocks it. have. Yeah. I've, I've been, I thought that was kind of our yeah. thing. A big thing. Yeah. And they haven't been mentioning it at all. Well, smack. We're well, the smack. only ones. And we picked, though we, I love Fleetwood Mac, it was kind of a random selection. It was completely, I yeah. said, I'll, I'll move my finger up and down the uh, uh, the list, and Steve, you say stop, and he said stop, and it well, landed on Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Uh, so anyhow, you know, I'm, I feel bad. And I was listening to the matchup with my daughter, and as I was listening to the Dead songs, that was kind of a joke that I hate the Grateful Dead. I'm, I don't hate them. I'm just not a big fan of them. And I certainly love the hits, and I was digging what I was hearing. I was like, man, this is going to be a tough matchup because uh, Fleetwood Mac is strong. But I didn't think they were going to beat the Grateful <laughs> no. Dead, given MMR's history. You know? Yeah. Now it's time for me to go home. Yeah. <laughs> What's, um, did you happen to spike any music? Because I had seen what uh, what was on the... the uh, 
the roster as far as what you were going to play to represent the bands. Well, I didn't play it. It was Jackson. Was oh, it was Jackson. Uh, so, Friend of the Devil. Okay, uh, yeah. Heard that, uh, which was great. I liked that I think song. they might have done Touch of Grey, which was probably they did. arguably they did their... Touch, yeah. They opened up with it. Biggest That's radio big, hit. It's yeah. their biggest hit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah probably. I mean, uh, these competitions tend to feature more of the hits. I mean, I always am in favor of playing a deeper cut of any band, uh, and and often, and the workforce blocks feature always deeper cuts, um, which I think is important. But you also have to have the hits, so it's a balance between both. Um, but um, these competitions, for a more casual listener, tune in, oh, right, that's the band that's got that song. Right. Um, so uh, you tend to hear a few more hits in these things, which is also cool. It's wild, though, because you've got... Um... I just wanted the dead to win <laughs> so that Bill Weston would have to sit through two hours <laughs> yeah. of, of Grateful Dead music. Yeah. Are you of the of the mindset, because I am sometimes, like, when, when your band goes down, right, when they lose, do you then root for the team that beat them? No. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you're not going to root for Fleetwood Mac at this point, because I am. I'm going to root for the most under of the underdogs. All right. Doesn't make any difference who I root for. They fail. Okay. Yeah. So there is no point in me rooting. You still got Offspring in there. They're an underdog. That's a solid. Yeah, that's uh, one of your favorites. That That is. That's true. Dude, you got ACDC, man. Yeah, I am. You've, yeah, you've got, you got ACDC, Bon Jovi, Collective Soul, but ACDC's Green Day, Offspring. You guys have good ones. I want some bizarre thing to win. You want something from left field. Yeah, yeah, I want something utterly bizarre. Yeah, so you know, I w- I would love a Fleetwood well, Mac thing. Like the Struts would be cool. Struts I mean, would be you very know, cool. I mean, they're not they're they're just amongst the giants that are in this. That that would be something. That uh, would be a different. giant upset because yeah. they ups- did they upset someone who are they? they yeah, they won. Yeah, uh, yeah, they won yesterday. Pretty reckless. Hailstorm. Yeah, oh, pretty reckless. reckless. Yeah, yeah. So. Right. So um, it's you know it's sports is rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Really said it. I mean, look at uh, Gonzaga lost last night. Oh, you know? Zaga was God when Zaga zagged. I mean, <laughs> you zigged. I did. Well. Yeah. I told them zig. <laughs> Don't zag. Zag a zag. Yeah. And that's why. We'll never learn. We call it the blues. <laughs> that's why we call it the blues. All right. Well, listen. Let's get our let's get our winner our, of the oh, word that. of the week. We're, we'll see who's going to be winning in the MMR Madness in a little while. But I have Andy who's on the line. Hi, Andy. Good morning to you. Yo, have you ever heard of jerk <laughs> Yeah. Yo. Ever heard of jerk <laughs> All right, Andy, give us that word of the week, man. Rome. Papa Chewy. Yeah, Papa Chewy. Papa Chewy. Uh, and Andy, Papa Chewy is going to give you a pair of lower-level tickets for both yes. Roger Waters concerts in August, wow. man. That is amazing. Excellent. Well, hang on the line. Amazing, Andy. Do you know how cool of a gift that is? I love it. I, when they, when he did the wall at Citizens Bank Park, I still rank that as like the best concert I've ever been to. There you go. Stunning. You go. I love mean, it. you are a lucky, lucky man. You thank these kids now. You thank them. Go ahead. <laughs> Thanks, kid. Right. I'm glad he's going to a fan, so that's great. Uh, we are going to give him tickets to those shows August 5th and 6th. And that's at the Wells Fargo Center. Roger Waters, this is not a drill. Tickets are on sale now for both shows via Wells Fargo Center Philly. 
Radio.com. With all that being said, what's up on the program today? Well, it's quite an action-packed day, actually. Um, we've got um, the sh- uh, the Shine Down versus Hailstorm thing at uh, Emma March Madness at noon. We've got the Bon Jovi against Guns N' Roses thing. Wow. Mm. Um, and that's at 1 p.m. We've got at 2 p.m. Metallica against Collective Soul. Uh, and so... Um, I have favorites in all three categories. None of them will win. Um, so um, it's so whatever happens, it, I will just surrender to the masses. All right. Um, and then uh, we have time for a workforce block. It's Elton's birthday, so we'll do a workforce block of Elton. And there's a great song on Eddie's solo album that Elton sings with him. Yeah, it's really pretty. I like it a lot. There's a lot of piano feature, which yeah. you would expect. And uh, it's a great song. It's a really good record. I like the whole thing beginning and end. But that Elton song is, is terrific. Yeah, so I think we're going to put that into that Elton block. Uh, also, Rob Halford, the metal god himself, will join us at 2.30. Uh, and so uh, we will have a conversation. Judas Priest is next Tuesday at the Met. Eagles are next Monday. So uh, concerts are starting to bloom. Halford is a lot of fun. He's, he's amazing. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, Incredibly nice. Yeah. Uh, we'll go any direction you, yep. you, you suggest <laughs> the conversation. And spent a lot of time in Philly, um, which is not known. Oh. Uh, he met a guy at, at Live Aid that he formed a relationship with. No way. And had an ongoing thing with this guy um, who lived in South Philly. Oh. And so he was often in Philly. Uh, he's never told me that on his own. I read it in his book, in his autobiography called Confess. Fascinating man and a lovely gentleman. And uh, it's going to be a great show Tuesday. But uh, we had a Zoom call uh, a week or so. So we're going to uh, run a portion of that today Love it. and a few more portions Monday and Tuesday. Excellent. Uh, thank you, Pierre. And also thank you to the sponsors of our show, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, Acme. Get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors, and Trinity Rehab. They can help you get rid of your pain. No prescription needed. Trinity-Rehab.com. Uh, next week, we're working on, we got a couple things set up. Uh, our buddy Adam Goldberg. We have not talked to Adam in a little while. Yes, I look forward to that. He will be chatting with us as well as another great guest. Pete Holmes will be oh, on the show. Nice. Great. Uh, we'll fill in some other blanks uh, over the weekend and get ready for you on Monday. But in the meantime, enjoy these next couple of days, friends. Ray John, have a great one, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two da bat two ba 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 